nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Alright, ready to go? Alright, welcome Nerdables to episode 113. This week we are going to be discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe villains, where they rank, who they are, where who should be there, and uh, all things villains. And then we might talk some uh, Walking Dead season mid-season finale. I don't want to talk too much about it because then no one will listen to the Walking Dead cast, but... Yeah, because that's why they don't listen to the Walking Dead cast. They actually start to listen to the Walking Dead cast more than this one. It probably is, because it's it, well, a lot better, because that's what people are searching for. Yeah. Okay, so... Joining me as always, always you obviously heard Chris. We have Ethan, Shauna, and Sebastian. Welcome, everybody. Sorry, Hello. Not a true statement. That's not a true statement. No, because Shauna's not always here. Neither yeah. Sebastian. I meant no. you as always, and Ethan as always. But you mean I'm not always. That's here. true. Even when you're here, you're not always here. That's true. <laughs> so the Marvel villains, and the reason I bring this up now is because, to me, we finally have a bona fide villain. Yeah, I don't consider Loki a villain. I mean, he is, but he, he's not a traditional... He was a villain for one movie. Yeah, but even then, he, I mean, it was, you know, he was more of a, of, of a, but I'm not Thor. I want to be like Thor, uh, in daddy. Avengers, in Avengers, they basically, the, the Chitauri or Thanos basically promised him Earth for helping to yeah. take it over. Like his one movie as an actual, like, I'm going to conquer things villain... Uh, so far, my favorite's been Wilson Fisk. Uh, he's just a really, really well-defined villain who... Yeah, I can you really count that? You have 20 hours to develop him versus no, two that, and a half. No, that's so. very, very true, but it's, you know, the, it's the it's the universe. He's better than any villain they've had on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which, well, according to Rich, Wilson Fisk isn't a villain. Well, He's an opportunist, as he likes to put it. Look, I, tried to, I tried to explain this to him yesterday. Alright, Ethan, Ethan's got some valid points. He's a villain. He's trying to, I mean, especially by the end of the series, he acknowledges how evil he's become. Mm, yeah. No, uh, I mean, the, the definition of a villain is basically someone who's against the protagonist. Right. And has a reason to be against the protagonist. Well, no, by that definition, it's an antagonist. Which would be the villain. Not necessarily. An antagonist and a villain are not the same thing. No, it's... it's Kind All like villains are antagonists, but not, not all antagonists. antagonists are villains. Yes, but he's still he's the he's the main antagonist for the story. But by the end, I, I just I accept he's the villain. He he acknowledges as much mm-hmm. because he's willing to do anything to get what he wants. By the end of it, and he's just like, no, I'll kill whoever I need to. You know, uh, well, that's the thing is he said is basically. You know, in the beginning of the series, it's all about him and his drug trade or whatever. Secret drug trade, yeah, too. Secret he's also, trade, he's yeah. also a, you know, people, so they also forget, like, no, he was involved in that drug trade. Yeah, and then once Daredevil starts ruining yeah. that for him, his whole focus decides to shift yeah. on, well, I'm going to kill Daredevil. Yeah, because he was using the drug money to help rebuild the city right. as part of his, uh, as part of his empire in the business world. Yeah. Uh, but was he doing it as... Look, his own selfish need to to be a he didn't know he was for power and for no he didn't know he was a villain that's right he he was coming in Magneto also doesn't really acknowledge he's a villain either he thinks he's right even look, though he wants a, to genocide humanity you can't really count Thanos yet 
because he really hasn't done much. He's orchestrated. He's, the, he's, he's the, manipulated. He's, he's been, the uh, overarching uh, villain, but as like we still don't know anything about his character, right? As a villain, uh, so far he he he's been the puppet master. Yeah, which but, makes him a villain, but there's still no defining character traits to him. So he's sort of amorphous. He's the right. bad guy, but why? What's the reason? It's all still very vague. He For wants, the purposes of discussion, he's a villain. Yes. yes yeah. We're debating. But he's his, very vague. We're debating yeah. his motive, his motives, and his villainy. And we don't know why yet. Whether he's evil or not, but yes, he's the villain in the sense of an antagonist. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to Doctor Doom uh, because they just canceled Fantastic Four two, which, as far as I'm concerned, is just very good news. There was going to be another one? There was. Well, they there green, was. They greenlit it right after the release of the movie, and they just finally announced that they are pulling it off the slate and stopping production. I, I have a feeling... Wasn't that because it's starting they're agreed to let it go back to Marvel? No, they haven't. They that haven't, that, that was never that official. That hasn't officially come out yet, yeah. but I suspect that it's that they're just willing to let whatever contracts they have lapse at this point, because they basically have to go into production on a film uh, within two... Yeah, well, why would you let the contract lapse when you can just sell it? You could just sell it back to, which is entirely or possible. Or do what Sony's doing, where right. they're they're the sharing Fantastic ventures. Fantastic Four ain't worth that much money. Spider Man, I understand. No, but Fantastic Four isn't. But the properties that come with the Fantastic Four that haven't been introduced Not yet. Left anymore. There's the Scrawls. That's it. There's Doctor Doom and Doc, the team. And but then even Black it, Panther was not part of the original deal. No. So they already have the big character that they would want. They basically got their big bargaining chip. But then they like get Silver Panther. Surfer back. They also get Galactus they back. They get Galactus back, which is... In a way, though, it, it's... If they let it lapse and let it just go back to them, it's stupid because it's free money. If Marvel it's wants it... If, but hold on. If Marvel wants it, even if you just take 10%, you don't have to do anything. Even if you sell it, you're like, we're not going to negotiate back and forth. You give us 10% of whatever you make on a movie that has Fantastic Four in the title or has two or more of the Fantastic Four characters that we owned in the movie, it's free money. Yes. Marvel just owes you money for a film that they're going to make anyway. It's like, would, it's like the would, Spider-Man deal. Well, no, I, those characters... But here's the thing, it's like, and, and it sounds mean-spirited, but those characters aren't worth Spider-Man money, because 20th Century Fox... No, but it, it's, money is still money. Right, but they let Daredevil, Ghost Rider, Blade, and uh, uh, one more character they let last. Electra. Uh, well, that was part of the Daredevil, Daredevil deal. deal. Was it, was, it. it was Daredevil. Yeah, and the Punisher. That's what I never right. understood. And that's the thing. With, that, that, with those deals, why would you let them last? And yeah. they were they were a month out from starting production on a new Daredevil film to keep it out of Marvel's hands, but by that time, right. whatever contractual agreements they had sort of like for the renegotiation process kicked in, there was as, no as, as a completely aside, that makes no sense to me because it's just free money. You know, it's what Marvel happened. Though, wants it. I know, I know that's what happened, and it's stupid. Yes, those yeah, guys yes. are idiots. It was a, and yes. If Fox lets that happen, they're idiots. It, it, even if it's, if they went to Marvel and said, "We'll give you everything. You don't have to worry. You don't, you don't have to wait. You don't have to do anything. All you got to do is give us ten percent of whatever you make." Why wouldn't Marvel do it? Give us it off like, the back yeah. end. I think yeah, it's because I, mean. I think it's because third time wasn't the charm with Fantastic Four. Although here's the thing, and I thought about this the other day: is if Fanta- if Marvel does make the Fantastic Four movie, it should just be the four logo. You don't do anything because it's the fourth movie yeah. that's being made, and it would be Fantastic Four. So it's kind of ironic that. That one would be Marvel. Right. You also have a good introduction for him. You could just have Reed Richards and Tony Stark, you know, sciencing it up somewhere. Do the Illuminati. Right. And if I didn't do the Illuminati. I do the Fantastic Four as a secret team within the Marvel Universe. That's why you haven't heard of them before. Yeah. Because if they do it as an easy. origin movie again, ugh. Well, I don't think... they do it as Teenage Origins in the, in the current, current Marvel U, I'd love to see them do Fantastic Four and have it be almost a, a switch of what the comic is. 
who the comic is their very public team. Uh-huh. They're a secret team that's kept the Earth safe before the Avengers even showed up. Right. They're all in there, you know, they're all later, they're all a little bit older. And they're a team that the Avengers discover, and they're like, yeah, we were doing this long before you showed up. Right. But we were doing it in the shadows. Yeah, this big purple dude. We stopped him on the other side of the moon. You never knew what happened. Yeah. Right. And even bring in different events. You bring in, you know, the... They stopped the scrawl attack, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. That would be great. They won't do it, but that's what... See, I thought about that, too, is if, if they did get the Fantastic Four back, if you needed to change out Tony Stark... Yeah, you you do it as him. No, but you do it as the Tony Stark that we've had in the Marvel Universe was a scrawl. And then that way you can change the character up a little bit. Yeah, you could. There, there's ways There's ways around a lot of stuff. But, like, that's the thing is the fact that they've already said, no, we're stopping Fantastic Four production is like, like those rights are going to revert back soon. And they just, at, there, there comes a, a break even point where they're like, we sunk so much money that it's. But it depends on how what, what the extended period of time is. You know, Marvel did announce three more movies. Right for 2020 that they haven't said what they are everybody automatically assumed it's Fantastic Four one of them's Fantastic Four hell it could be Fantastic Four and an X-Men movie and the next big one could be AVX I'm sure I, I, I would wager they're gonna wait cause even like with Daredevil like Daredevil like Marvel did nothing with Daredevil or at least they were working on it in mm-hmm. quiet for a year and a half two years before the show was like hey we're doing a Netflix show right because Daredevil flopped in the theaters, and we don't trust this property. But on Netflix, you can it's do something a, a little property. different. I mean, it's a perfect right. menu for it. The Punisher, same thing. Three Punisher movies over the mm-hmm. course of a couple decades, and it's just like, uh, apparently, three movies is even Wesley Snipes has already said no. They we're we're talking about what we can do with Blade. Yeah, and that makes me happy. Mar- Marvel should have had in there in their uh, sale of these properties. If you make three movies and you fail. It automatically yeah. reverts back to us because they've done that. They were desperate the in the yeah. 90s. They, yeah. they were really oh, desperate. Yeah. So they were just like, take them, take them. And if you yeah, go out of production. Yeah. If you were well, out, that was what saved them. Yeah. If you go out of production for a certain period of time, the rights automatically revert back. That's what happened to, to Ford Ghost Rider and Blade. And yeah. Punisher I mean, we wouldn't have the Marvel Cinematic Universe without that bankruptcy and selling off right. those properties. Matter of fact, Universal still owns The Hawk and they still own Namor. Right, which there's, they were going into production on a Namor mm-hmm. movie, and that sort of fell by the wayside. I, I have a feeling, because you know, they did work, Universal did work with Marvel right. to create the Incredible Hulk movie. Yes. I have a feeling they'll do the same thing with Namor. I have a feeling that this yeah. deal between Marvel and Sony is going to be the catalyst that brings all of the of properties up. back in. It perks well, a lot of when it, when it happened, they're probably waiting to see how this first goes out. Because if you do a Spider-Man movie and Marvel turns around like, wait, we spent a whole lot of movie to make a, a whole lot of money to make a Spider-Man movie, and now we owe a whole bunch of it mm-hmm. to Sony. They're not going to make that deal with anybody else. Yeah, We're right. Just keep making Avengers. Movies. It's also the the terms... we made a movie about a bunch of dorks in space. It has no villain. It has dancing in it. We made more money than we could ever count. <laughs> but it's you also still hate but that it, movie. But it, not hate all... the movie. Well, I hate the ending. It's a stupid ending. But it's also the thing is like Spider-Man is also a very. Ronan is not beast. going to be on my best villains list. We'll put it that yeah. way. Look, here's the thing though. You could. Yes, but here, here, wrapping this thing up real quick. Nineties Marvel, the greatest villain. Um, ra- wrapping this up though, you could have bring the X Men into the Marvel universe, the well, cinematic universe, without changing anything that's happened in the X Men universe. I don't think they'll do it. I think that I, I honestly think they they would they would give ground by no, you can't. letting the Fantastic Four Why? go because it's like because almost everything in that is public. Yeah, everything. It's the whole all, thing of mutants is public. You it, don't think that when they start talking about humans, that they go, "Hey, those are like the mutants." 
Right. It's also it's also the thing is like I I, I, can, I can foresee that being the big trade off. Those like we get to keep X Men for a little bit longer because again the reason why X Men Origins Wolverine was made was specifically to keep that franchise out of Marvel's hands, and they got wise and then were like, okay, we bought ourselves a little bit more time. Then they jumped right into first class. But I think that's going to be the I think that'll be the the like okay well. You know, we're, you know, we're slacking a little bit on some X-Men movies. What's the card that you play? We'll give you back Fantastic Four if you get off our back. But here's the card that they're already saying is that's on the table. Is Fox wants to develop a X-Men television show. Right. So they want to actually do multiple. Which they don't have the rights they to. They don't have the rights to it. Marvel does. So what but they're saying is again, Marvel is going, we'll give you the rights, or we'll allow you to make that. Or if we get Fantastic but we back. No, no, no. But we get to include everybody we want to in our universe. And, you know, and that can be the catalyst that they say, okay, let's do it. Fantastic. I think Fantastic Four is just a sub card, and they're not even. I don't even think that's like even a player on the deck. You know, the, the, I mean that that one. They're just sitting there going, you know what? We fucked up with this. You know, here if you want whatever deal you want to make on this one, if it can save us and make us some money on this, fine, we'll do it. Because they've tried. Literally, they've, yeah, tried, they've tried three, three times. times, and they failed all three times. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the villains. You know, jet, we're just going to go within the cinematic universe. So just movies. Jet, well, no, movies and so television. The whole Marvel. Then, okay, so... Just, I, what I mean is just Marvel the Marvel Studios ones. We're yeah. not talking about the Fox ones. We're not talking yeah. about yeah. Sony or anything like that. Uh, the official Marvel. Correct. Uh, uh, Wilson Fisk is easily my number one. Really? More so than uh, Kilgrave or Red Skull? Red, well, Red Skull is only one movie, and it was very cheesy in that one movie. Kilgrave, really, really good villain, and I'm intrigued by the possibility that, like, they could easily pull another, like, oh, I just made, you know, spoiler alert, you know. Chris hasn't finished it. Okay. So, I barely started it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things, like, he's a character Black that they, there are ways to bring him back Look, that are clever for a season he, two or a season three down the road. Like I told Beth, you know, when he, we were he's watching my number it. two, though, but again... Like, def- like for me, like a defined character, yes, is important to me, especially in my villains. So Wilson Fisk easily is my number one because Kilgrave is like we know what he's about. He's just about you know sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And he had no redeeming qualities to him at all. Right. Even even when they tried to give him one, they managed to well, they, you know, to put a swerve on it where it worked against him. You know, against. Everybody around him, where he, even though he seemed to be powerless or whatever, he still had control of the situation. Right. Which is a true definition of a villain. Right. I mean, even so, like, the, the like redeeming qualities, they get into his backstory, and you can sympathize, but then you sort of let go of the sympathies once he's just outright evil. But even though, even with those sympathies, because I, I thought the same thing, I'm like, oh, here we go, it's going to be another misunderstood villain, you know, we're supposed to, here's the sympathy card for him, but... The swerve that they put on that works so well that I, I, I enjoyed it. I was so glad. The only thing I wish would have happened, and I can see where this could be developed into the next one, is, is, is the comic book persona of what he becomes. Or you know. right for me, the big divide is like David Tennant is a really good actor, and he played that. He played the hell out of that role, but the character is not very well defined. There's still a lot of, like... Doctor just, Who fans freaked out. Right, but he's just, just like, the for me, Kilgrave is, like, especially in Jessica, in the context of the show, is 
he's just generically evil. He's basically a mustache twirler. It's like, it's like, haha, it's like, the reason I did that is because I'm evil. But that's a classic villain. Right. But, that, but that's not that's a, a, But that's that, a classic that's comic not, book villain. Right. But n- not a good villain. Well, he's, he's not... He's Kilgrave, evil. Kilgrave he, isn't... Let's, let's get it this way. Kilgrave isn't a kingpin. He isn't no. a red skull. He's a second to third tier right, but villain. I, but for me, Wilson Fisk is my number one because he's not only acted really well by Vincent D'Onofrio, he's also a very well-defined character. And you learn a lot about his history... And you learn a lot of... You, there's a lot to him. These many facets. Yes. Kilgrave is just like, Aha! Now I've done this mind control trick because I'm generic bad guy. But even... That, but that's not to say that David Tennant played him poorly. No, 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 no. So that, for me, that's the device. You're not, you're not talking about the acting. You're not talking yeah. about even the he writing was, of it. He was well acted. I mean, David Tennant acted his ass off mm-hmm. as Kilgrave. But the character as and he a was whole. still he still had that a little bit of a likable quality right. to him. Because he's also very charming. Yes. But, but, but as a whole... Like uh-huh. and it's kind of like Nazis in movies. Nazis are just like you can you can no matter what you is, can you, mow, dress you can mow down a thousand Nazis in a movie. Nobody's gonna feel bad. You don't feel bad for Kilgrave. He's not like again. It's just like oh, he's just generic villain. You know that's that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and for me, that's that's my divide for him. It's a, not to say that he was acted poorly, but for me, like Wilson Fisk, like of every Marvel villain who's ever appeared, is like boom, like holy shit, that guy is not only evil. He's crazy. You can sympathize with him. And Vincent D'Onofrio brought so much to that character. Just the subtleties when he's staring at the white painting. What about Malick? In, uh, no, again, you don't like. There's no interaction with that character, and he's another one. I want to kill all of the Asgardians. Why? Eh, Do you vague think, reasons? And, oh, Malick from the yes. second. That was terrible. Do you, you think that, like Ronan, no, he was absolutely no motivation from him whatsoever? Except I'm just bringing the dark to bring the dark. That's it. Nothing was done. So at least Ronan had more of a motivation. Not even. Ronan was another just like, I'm doing the evil thing because I'm evil. Well, no, he, he wanted to get revenge on Xandar. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that's well, the problem. Really, why? That was, Ronan, Ronan is a terrible villain. It was, it was very, like, again, like, motive, like... Terrible villain or misused villain? Misused. He's a terrible villain in that film. You're, you're just talking about the film. He's right. a terrible villain in that film because it, he is... All those subtle nuances of Ronan... Are thrown out. Yes. He's very one note, and then the one character trait that he has disappears in the most important part of the film. When at the end? Yeah. Yeah, his ruthlessness. Yes. You completely and utterly destroy your character because a bunch of people in a writing room went, okay. We wrote okay. ourselves into a corner. How do we get out of this? We need a MacGuffin. Dude, dude. Okay, let's have him dance. All right, cool. Yeah, all right. No, so, you're right. Where, okay, if Ronan on, was no, going no, to no, do. No, his dancing, right? So why does dancing make sense? Okay. In a galaxy full of thousands and thousands of beings, nobody dances. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I'm telling you now, that is the fucking case. Because that is the stupidest thing that Marvel has ever come up Look, with. Look, here's the thing with Ronan. If he was true to his character, and true, true to what he was saying it on... Or true, assume, to the, true to his established character in the film. It's true funny, to that's, established that, character. That's the, that's the divide. Like, Ronan of the comics is not Ronan of the movies. Not, none of the villains are. But for me, that's the big thing. It's like, I want to get revenge on Xander. Why? I don't know. But he wouldn't have waited until everybody wanna, was standing or anything I'm like that. He would have came in and immediately dropped right. the staff. I'm going to backstab Thanos. And what Why? makes it worse, because Dogen off on a full tangent, you still could have done that scene and had Ronan continue to be Ronan and just have Star-Lord dancing to get out of the way, almost as a sense of using it as a martial art. As the hammer keeps trying to hit him, right. he's doing the moonwalk, he's doing the flip, he's doing whatever, and it's perfectly fine. 
Because it's him going, I'm still distracting him, guys. Can someone please shoot him already? He's trying to kill me. Instead, it's just, He's standing. I don't understand this. He's doing a jig. What is this strange earth custom? Let me stand here and wait till the talking raccoon shoots me in the back. I'll give you that. If Ronan would have done some kind of reaction other than just stand there mesmerized like he had never seen anything like this, I can, I, I, I can see where that is. I can forgive it because I enjoy the movie. And that's the thing. You have to, the problem that I have with everyone that says that oh no 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 fit, fit. no one is owning up to the fact that you understand that it's really really stupid. Yes. It's really dumb. It's really out of character for Ronan, not for Star Ronan. Lord. Right. That's, and that's the people that keep accusing me of that argument too. No, I'm saying it's perfectly in line with what Star Lord would have done. Mm-hmm. If you can admit that and say I don't care, that's different than saying no 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 it works. It right. totally works. It works. Which is when we first started having this argument, you kept telling me it works. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Well, the more I've watched it, and I have watched it a more. And again, <laughs> more. one of my biggest problems with it is the backtrack that they had to do for the rest of the film is this idea that somehow in space, music and dancing don't exist. But they've already covered, because um, they already had that established that it does, because you have Star-Lord and Gamora standing there in nowhere, and she's putting the head, or he has the headphones on, and he's kind of swaying back and forth, and she says, I don't dance, I'm a warrior... So they kind of established this. Ethan, you had a, a good point last night about uh, the kingpin, about Fisk. What I, I, I honestly, to me, to be honest, it was late last night, and I've totally forgotten what you you yeah, said. I think Ethan has to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I? Because you and you were so worried that you wouldn't be able to get your whole your whole statement out, and I wanted to give you the chance to actually say it. No, I think it was what I what I said earlier. It was just a matter of you know he was on track to building his empire and basically Daredevil stopped him and that's he focused all his energy on killing Daredevil and that's why I consider him so Daredevil turned him into the villain pretty much you know he was the only thing that was basically getting in his way and so he focused all his energy on killing Daredevil at that point Okay, what about the Ironmonger? What about, you know, Obadiah? Uh, no, I, I, again, like, he's double-dealing. He wants to make his own suit for military purposes. For me, like, as much flack as Iron Man 3 gets, the character, the, the, the idea of the villain of Aldrich Killian and AIM yes. is, makes them really good villains. That, he's my the two villains two. in Iron Man 3 are actually really good. Yes. We yeah. have him and the, and the Mandarin slash fake Mandarin. Right. Is the most interesting thing with that film. Everything else in is, that film fails those those mm-hmm. villains. What about and it's the idea of domestic terrorism. He's he's a technologies manufacturer who is creating home he he's basically creating fake terrorist attacks to up his own business game. Right. He's creating, you know, his own super soldier program. But he's got very clear goals. He's like, you know, people treated me like shit for years. Now the tables have turned. I can make money off of all these idiots. Mm-hmm. And he did it a lot better than they did with um, and even the idea of face of Amazing Spider-Man too. Right, and even with a character like the Mandarin, who you know, via the the short films, no, we know is real. And the idea of like Aim has co-opted his image. It'd be like if uh, it'd be like if you know, like a Blackwater decided to start using Osama bin Laden's visage to start, you know, to start new wars. And him well, the whole to, idea is... I'm it, still... And, and him getting... That would be an awesome... Like, well, no, but in terms of a realistic scenario, if you were to offer... It would be that uh, something like Blackwater or... ISIS. Or, is, is actually propping ISIS. Yeah. Right. Is funding ISIS. And this is... It's an, it's an old story. It's been in a lot of different things. 
So it, it's, kind of, it's yeah. the Iron, the original Iron Man story is the same thing. Yeah, Stain hires him to kill. Mm-hmm. Him. Yeah, he was paying he was paying the Ten Rings to capture and kill Tony Stark. Right. And in the end, we find out you know the Ten Rings is still its own real organization, and then. Blackwater has essentially co-opted the name of the Ten Rings to commit all these terrorist acts, and they're already terrorists, and they're upset because now it's like it's like it's like no, we've got a mystical purpose, mm-hmm. and you've basically sullied our name for inconsequential nonsense. And then they go to kill poor old, you know, poor old, you know, poor old uh, what's it, Trevor? Yes, you know, they can't take. Does they, does they, the because we always talk about on this show that you shouldn't have to watch one thing right in order to watch another or understand another. But do you think that Hail to the King is the redeeming quality for Iron Man 3? No, no. I mean, because the idea, like, they, they were setting up the Ten Rings organization in the first two movies. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're, they're and, continuing in the and Ten they, Rings. And they, they, sep- I said before, the they separated. The interesting thing with Iron Man 3 is the Mandarin. Right. When he's proven to be a fake. Like, this is, everyone lost their mind because, like, oh, it's, it's not the Mandarin from the comics. Like, who cares the Mandarin from the comics? That right. was actually the most interesting thing I found in the entire film. Hail to the King basically... Gave you the cake and basically Iron Man three gave you the cake. The Iron Man saga gave you the cake, and then Hail to the King allowed you to eat that slice too. Because they're like, okay, you know, he is the fake Mandarin. There's a real Mandarin, and the Ten Rings organ, which it, it's all an afterthought. Honestly. Well, as Chris had said, it's all know, an afterthought, but it's also it's like no, Aim was using the name of of the Ten Rings to commit horrible atrocities. But it's all it's all an afterthought, you know, on the production side of things. Well, like like well, you, you were saying, what, Chris, that, that Iron Man three, uh, for all of its failings for me and lazy, lazy writing, it at least left itself open to, to change. That you could stuff. change it. Like, hey, if fans hate this, we've got a way out of this. Yes, it's it's yeah. the DC thing. With but that's what you said. Oh. That that's what you felt like Hail to the King was. That because yeah. the fans had such an yeah. uproar about it, that was their way of. Of, of fixing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the old, it's the old story of DC versus Marvel when they brought back Jason Todd and they brought back Bucky. Mm-hmm. They brought back Jason Todd and they revealed him to be Clayface because they were too scared and go, oh. And then they're like, oh, wait, everybody liked this idea. Okay, Jason Todd is back. Where Marvel, Joe Quesada and, and, and company, when Ed Brubaker says, I want to bring Bucky back, go for it. Yeah. What if they hate it? We just kill him again. Yeah. We just kill him again and it's Cap's fault all right. over again. And now you've got another five years of stories of him feeling guilty that he lost Bucky again. Yeah. So. Well, um, speaking of Bucky, we can't consider Winter Soldier a villain. He's not. A we villain all agree, right? Right. Yeah. He's the villain. I mean, he was. He well, it's also the thing. He's is a like, tool. He's the, he's the manifestation he, of the, of of the Hydra. Yeah. Yes. He, Hydra. He, he is a villain because he's the Winter Soldier. He's assassinating people. But again, like he's brainwashed. There's not much there. He's a cool bad guy. So what do we think of Hydra slash Robert Redford with you know Robert Redford's also again he's 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 in he's in my he's in he's he's probably my number three. Because again, he's a well defined character. He is, you get what he's doing. He he again thinks Hydra is also very well defined. Mm -hmm. Because again Hydra in what Captain America is just like, we're evil. Oh we've turned our backs on the Nazis. Why? Vague reason. Do you think that they had Hydra had more well, of an agenda? When Cap is that they weren't the Nazis weren't going far enough. Right. So like the Nazis are going to get to this point in thousand year arc. Who cares? Yeah. I've but, got a mystical power from another right. universe. But it was also that I can use to destroy the entire world if I. Really but in the movie, it, that all that is very vague. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that the that Hydra was more defined in Cap two? Yes. And had more of a and purpose. Yes, and they're also very different than how they ended up in Agents of Shield too. Agents of Shield, they're they just sort of become vague bad guys again. Well, in a way, but it makes sense because they are very splintered. They have you know they've lost all of their heads, so to speak. They're trying to find themselves again, um, and I I think that they're still they're Best trying. Villain ever is Grant Wool. 
What do you think of Grant Ward? The guy nobody do you, liked. Do you count, Much better as a villain than he was. Do as you a, count Grant Ward as a villain? Oh yeah, he's a total villain. Yeah, because he's he's a he's a sycophant. I mean, right. He's, he once they finally got past the you know I'm doing this because I love you, Sky. No, you're not. You're doing it because you're crazy. And then finally admitting that he was nuts. Yes. <laughs> changes his character a lot. And the last you know this season is much more of. Do you think well, he has the best story I, arc in the show? I don't know if he has the best story arc in the show, but he definitely. He's much better as a villain. Like I said, the only way you could ever make this guy who you wanted to be the super character from the beginning, you based your almost your entire show around him and Coulson. Uh-huh. And then he was just milquetoast, boring idiot. Remember you used to call him Captain America Light? Oh, yeah. You're trying hard to make him Captain America, and he sucks at it. Yeah. This is boring. And then he's the bag. Like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they tried to give him the, the woe is me backstory, and uh-huh. it kind of worked a little bit until you found out it was a flip. He and then he killed him. Yeah. Yeah, he kills his brother and all that stuff. Um, okay, so what about Hammer and Whiplash? Uh, Justin yeah. Hammer is funny, but again, like, I, he's just... What is Bert? Yeah. Where is my bird? I want the bird. <laughs> no, this is the bird! This is the bird! We got you the bird! We went all the way to Russia to get you the bird! This is my bird. I liked Hammer. He, okay. Hammer's great! He's, again, the, he's ru- funny. The, the film fails the villain. Yeah. Again. Yes. Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 are both... The, there are... Pieces of each of those films that you look and go, oh my god, this should have been so much better. Uh-huh. Especially Iron Man three. When you look at, you look at the villains, you look at what they could have accomplished in that film. Even with all the Iron Man and armors, it's such a mess. Yes, it's and you're just like, oh. and I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world. It's still kind of fun, but it just, I just remember walking out of that film going, that was disappointing. That's the best thing. It's uh-huh. Disappointing. It was a disappointing film because it was not very good. Yeah, it's one of those, like, because Iron Man 3 is, like, a movie I enjoy, but it's also, I know it's not good, but it's also, like, I think the immediate reaction of people is like, oh, this is the worst ever. It's like, yeah, I don't know if it's the worst ever. I, I, but I also, I like, think Iron Man 2 was worse. Yes. When I, when I watched Iron Man 2 the second time, it was Iron Man 2 was just time. MacGuffin after MacGuffin. It's not even that. I remember texting Rich over and over again, I'm like, I don't know who wrote this. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. If you watch the scene when, uh, when he's in, in Congress, when he's in the hearing, with him and Gary Shandling, they're not talking to each other. We love this Gary Shandling. It was, it was like, <laughs> I'm watching this going, these lines don't make sense. Nobody wrote it. It just, it's, it's like looking at Sebastian saying, how's the weather today? And Sebastian goes, yeah, ice cream is very good. Yeah. No, but, but, I'm, 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 no, no I know, I, I know that. Was, this, this was a conversation you guys had. Well, before, the, right? Literally, literally, the, 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 I think the writer's strike was going on yep. at the time of the movie, but, they, but the, the first movie also had no script. It had a general outline of scenes because the movie was done on such a low budget for a big budget movie. But at least they had the the comic book to fall back on. on well, that but one. that but the, but the thing about the first movie is that the, the first movie is is lightning in a bottle because it's like they have no script, they have mm-hmm. basic scene outlines, and but you also have Robert Downey Jr. and uh, uh, you've got uh, you've got uh, a great uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And but you have everybody basically like acting off of each other and ad libbing a movie and having it work. Mm-hmm. Then the writer's strike happens and you're doing Iron Man 2 and somebody along the way said, hey, it worked for the first one. What if we just go in same, you know, what if we just go in vague outline for a script and we try and make magic happen again? And it didn't. Right. Okay, how about the abomination? No. Again, vague. vague. For me, he's like, he's like, I'm just generic bad guy. Oh, I got super soldier syndrome now I'm a bad guy. Cause, uh, I give him a little more of that past because I kind of, it was interesting as that soldier who wanted to be he would do anything. The to captain, do it for yeah, because he's getting older. And, but, but for he the most part, so I mean, just to see the Hulk and go, I know I can't take him, and that really pisses me off because I've been the best at what I do for a long time, 
and now I can't do it. So, yeah, I'll do anything, and I'll I'll subject my body to terrible experiments just to kind of. It is. It's it's a very Cap esque kind of thing, but for all the wrong reasons. Right. Cap does it because he's you know I want to fight for my country and I want to be able to. Well, do whatever it takes. It's the same thing with the Red Skull. The, the super, serum, super soldier serum brings out your most basic instinct. You know your 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 well, no, your primordial. Your, yeah, I mean, your primordial he uses it to be morals, basically. Well, it's not even a, a moral thing. He's a bad guy before that. I mean, really, that that character is just. I just want to be a soldier. I just want right. to go shoot people. I happen to do it for the United States because they pay me they to pay do me, it. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's all but a mercenary that then does... The Red Skull believes in something different. He believes that he is superior to everybody else and I'm going to control the world. And He, he believes Hitler's vision is too small. Right. Um, they just... They didn't define it very well. Mm-hmm. I thought there could have been a little bit more there, but they were so scared of the Nazi thing anyway. It's like, well, right. they already we can say the Nazis, but we're not going to use the swastikas and... Hydra's going to kind of be the Nazi. Well, they had the swastikas for a little bit, but then Hydra themselves, they, they, you know, they, they quickly branched off from the Nazis and got rid of the Nazis in that. You do a World War II film in Germany. Yeah. Okay, so it's what about enough. Ultron? Ultron's better. He's better, but he's also... But it, he's better, but it's all... Again, like, he's a, like, I wish Ultron was a character that you had more... Not, not just screen time, but... He feels like a, he, like again. There's no setup. Like the path to Avengers Two is a is a path of no setup. There's nothing at all in any of those movies that leads you to Ultron really. Mm-hmm. Versus the first film where like everyone's gathering the pieces and then the invasion's coming. This one's right. just like it's like oh each of these movies are sort of working on the Infinity Gauntlet still, but then there's no payoff to it. Yeah. It's just you have if if the series of movies was the development of AI. And then you got to Ultron as the big Well, bad. I think that the drop in it is that Tony is trying to do what S.H.I.E.L.D. slash Hydra is doing to Winter Soldier. Right. This idea of we're going to build better technology and better weapons of destruction because we need to stop everything. We need to, It's basically Tony, a minority Tony's report. We need to, to stop it before yeah, it happens. But, that, but that's everybody around the character of Ultron. For me, the character of, if 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 like if Iron Man three happens, which they do sort of set up like he's paranoid because of the alien invasion, and then you have Winter Soldier. It's like it's like if there was a better path to creating the AI, what is Ultron? Because in the movie, they make vague references to him having tried to do this before mm-hmm. and not having that final piece to get it done, but that wasn't in any of the movies. Him yeah, Jarvis work... works too well. Right, exactly. Yeah. Jarvis is, is too good at what he does beforehand. You're like, there's nothing wrong with this. Right, right. especially when Jarvis is controlling the Iron Legion mm-hmm. in Iron Man 3. It's like, he's already good at his job. He, really, he doesn't need Tony Stark anymore. Right, but I, I, for me, that's the divide for a character like Ultron. It's like, Ultron is, an, is kind of funny. He's vaguely... You know he's, he's oddly funny for a robot. Right, he's oddly <laughs> he's got a bizarre sense of humor. But then little... his motivation makes sense. Yeah, you know, this idea. But I and wish... it's a it's a classic robot motivation. Yeah. Right. I kind of wish the path to the age of Ultron was the story of Ultron, and we never got that. Yeah. So for me, that's that's sort of the. That's... Do you think they jumped they... into it way too quick? I do. Well, I they also took so. away so much of his his comic book origins and being built by Hank Pym right. and the idea of trying to. Impress and then destroy his creator. Like if the like if the after credit scene of Iron Man three was Tony working on Ultron as like a side project in the lab, and then you jump to Cap two, and it's like, hey, I've got maybe I've got something that can help, and like, oh, you need you know like you, you they've got like this. What was the what was the scene after Iron Man three? 
Oh, was that the banner? That was that the that, banner one. That was banner and banner him, and him yeah. talking. No, look, here's something because they already it's not, established. It's not Ultron's fault though. No, but they already established that Hank Pym and Anthony Stark knew each other, right? And they worked together. They could have easily, instead of Tony creating it on his own. You know, they didn't, they he didn't could have, character but yet. they didn't need to. All you have to do is one line. I've taken my father and Hank Pym's research, research yeah, yeah. and I've developed, you know, and, and I've expanded that, that, it. For me, that's sort of the bait, because then you get to, like, this. Then you're pulling stuff out of comics that you're expecting yeah. nerds to it's get it, and you're but, not giving anything. But for it's, me, it's, 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 it's a quick line that the, the mainstream audience doesn't need to get until they get they, to, but until you get to Ant-Man, and then you see Howard Stark. I said Anthony before, but I meant Howard. Howard Stark, and you see Hank Pym together in the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, and you go... Oh, yeah. But, okay, that's but, what they're talking about. Yeah, but remember, you brought up before you shouldn't have to see one movie in order to right. get another. Yeah. But, that, but little, little like, tiny Easter eggs like that work for the. To, it's not an Easter egg when you're trying to establish a creation of a new character. Right, especially when every. Like, you, you can watch phase one in. Uh, phase one in air quotes, and then, like, okay, the Avengers make sense as sort of like a final chapter. Right. Age of Ultron makes no sense as a final chapter to that second saga, especially well, with... Well, there's not a thematic element that right. runs through Phase 2. Right, exactly. That, that, it's, that it's is all the, the big stones thing, true. but I'm like, your stones aren't doing anything in Age of Ultron. And then you have kind of Hydra with AIM, but that doesn't really go anywhere Do you either. think that? Do you think Phase 2 should have focused more on Hydra? If, if I think Phase 2... Especially after been, Cap? Well, no, not even after Cap. Phase 2 should have focused on a very important line in the middle of Avengers where... where Steve's like, why are you making these weapons? And, and Nick turns to him and says, because of him. Uh, I got a god who came down and destroyed this whole planet. Yeah. I got a dude who can turn into a gigantic green monster that can knock over a building. I got another guy who built a suit who, in Iron Man 2, is refusing to let the government know anything about it, who has a suit that can literally split the world in half. Damn right I'm going to make a bunch of weapons. Mm-hmm. That leads to the idea of Tony has this entire legion of suits there's something in there going, dude, you can't have that. Right. You're just a dude. You're a private citizen. You're a private think, citizen, think, and you have something that can wipe out half the United States Army in in seconds. You get to Cap 2, that's all Cap 2 is. Yes. We're trying to protect everybody, and Steve's saying, this isn't the way to do it, because you're handing the keys to somebody else. Everything in Phase 2 was about this idea of security against right. this world that's exploded in front of him. The first one is, it's almost like Marvels. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the Alex Ross and, and Kirk Busiek thing. Yes. This idea of all these things start to show up and you're like, we don't know how to handle this. How else would S.H.I.E.L.D. react to the idea that there's a guy with a hammer who could literally hit the ground and knock a, knock an entire town on he his ass? He can fly. He can, he yeah, can fly. shoot lightning. The first, yeah. my, my personal theory for Age of Ultron, especially because with Cap 2 was one of the last films just before it, was Cap like... Two. Uh, no, what was, was like one after, it was one after it was Cap Two, and then Age of Ultron. But for me, I was no, thinking, it was Age of Ultron. Okay, it was well, Cap Two. I was watching yeah, Cap was, Two, and I was like, okay, because it went Thor Two, Cap Two, Age of Ultron, because it skipped the whole year. Yeah, because my for me, like my own person, he's like, it was like <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. It went Cap Two, Guardians of the Galaxy, it then then Age of Ultron. But for me, I was watching Cap Two. Was like, okay, what they could because like I know Age of Ultron's coming. They've announced it. There's no pieces to Ultron in any of these films. Correct. And I, I kind of watched Captain was like, is the satellite network that targets people going to become the AI that's Ultron? And then it doesn't go that, anywhere. That would have been interesting. Because they left those satellites in the sky still operating, and all they did was take away his guns to murder people. Yeah. And I would have, for me, that's what it's like. It's like, 
is the satellite evil network going to kind of build a body and become like an Ultron? But they didn't. They just made a, like a, a comical robot who forgets the word children for some reason, which is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And like of all the dumb things in those movies, like I was like, you're a robot with immediate recall. How do you forget the word children? Right. Like, like, yeah, dancing too. But I, for me, that's, but see, that's my Guardians of Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy. The reason you know, even gets left out of that was like, because it had nothing to do I, with what yeah. was going on and with I the rest of Phase James Two. Spader's portrayal of Ultron. But if Ultron was an actual menacing villain who's like cold and unfeeling and just just like I'm on a path to genocide, and you have James Spader's voice and acting behind that versus like. It's like it's like uh, people make smaller people children. That's yeah. the word. Like, it's like well, that's it. That like, was Mikey's problem with it yeah. when he first saw the the trailer for it. He's like, that's not a robot voice at all. Right. It's no. It, it's not. It's not robotic enough. It's not menacing enough. It's not yeah. If, enough, if it's not it, and James enough. Spader can be menacing. If they had yeah. put James Spader's might behind a menacing, cold, unfeeling robot trying to destroy planet Earth. I think I would like that movie a lot more. I I'm think, watching it and I'm saying that he's just red from Blacklist. Yes, yeah, he's, he's just—he's—he's he's basically he a lot of those same he's, mannerisms. Yeah, he's the basically they told him it's like be be an evil Tony Stark is what Ultron essentially ends up being. Okay, so what about the evolution of Claw? We st- we started to see you know um, you don't anything for that. It's just hey. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's I mean obviously that he's going to be a major or more of a villain in the universe later on. Maybe. Depending on you know, I'm sure he's going to have some kind of robotic hand. It may not necessarily be the little you know satellite gun or whatever you know. Sonic Cannon. The Sonic Cannon, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know if his origin... I don't think that... Are you going to bring him back for the next one? No, he's, spo- he's supposed to be in Black Panther. Okay. That was the whole reason of showing him now and in Wakanda and showing the hand get cut off was that's, that's basically his introduction to his origin. Okay, but are they going to use him in Civil War? I don't think so. Okay, because that, 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 that... He seems like... He seems like... Crossbones... A, Crossbones is the only... Crossbones, yeah. ...villain Crossbones is that we know of that is going to... That's definitely in... Crossbones right. is a jerk. Yeah, he is a jerk. Yeah. So we've gotten this far. We haven't talked about my favorite villain, which is Loki. See, I, I, I still... I don't consider he's Loki a villain. a villain. Loki's a villain. He's a bad guy. He's trying to kill people. He's trying to destroy Asgard. Loki's a villain. He, he has he has ill intentions and he's he allows the frost giants into Asgard. Yes, he uses them to murder, his, murder his father as well. He puts his father into into the, the, the sleep. He banishes. He, he continues the banishment of Thor. He's a villain who has a lot of different motivations. He believes he's right. He believes he's been wrong mm-hmm. by not being told the truth. He goes through a lot of these different emotions. Yes, You've seen him in and he still films. loves his brother. He still loves his brother. It's it's a very complex relationship, which is why I really enjoy it. I'm not saying he's yeah he's not the villain. <laughs> You're going to destroy the earth. He's not. He's it's not the killer. And it also Muslim. helps in how wonderful Tom Hiddleston is. When you're in Avengers, and Thor comes and says, "Stop this," and he looks and says, "I can't." Yeah. And you, I, to me, I, you can see it in his face and his voice. Like, I I don't know what I just did. Mm-hmm. They told me they were going to make a mistake. I've made a total mistake, and I can't stop it. I might as well keep going. Mm-hmm. And almost in the sense of thinking, I'm the only one that can keep them from actually raising the earth to the ground. Right. We're going to fight enough to kill you guys, and we're going to stop all the armies of the earth, and we're going to be an occupation force, and all of them are going to do exactly what I said. They're going. Everyone's going to kneel before me. The, the scene in Germany is very important of this idea. Like, isn't, isn't this easier? Right. Isn't it easier just to listen to me? Just listen to mm. me. 
Get down on your knees. I'll take care of everything else. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And here, it's what the Chitari are to him. It's like, you guys can go have the universe, go get your stones, go do whatever you want. Give me this plan. I'm going to control Midgard. Is that because... It was his motivations with Midgard solely because it was what Thor loved? No. no it's I because think it's, I, they wouldn't let me be king in Asgard, so I'm going to be king of the exactly. defenseless people. It's, he believes he is a natural leader. And you get to Thor 2, and you have him as that villain, and it's like, well, no, I'm going to fight with the good guys. And no, I'm fighting all with this. the bad guys. I'm and but he did. The of it, yeah. And you, he's... He's taking over the world. He's hitting his father, and he takes over. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I, he, he, I, he's my favorite villain in terms of if you're going to talk about an antagonist villain or whatever. A lot of it is based on how wonderful Tom Hiddleston is. As but do you also character. think it's because they've had multiple films yes, to develop? That's them. what I mean. He's got he has three films as a character, if right. not necessarily the villain. He's not really the villain of Thor two. Correct. He's in fact the hero of Thor two for a little while until you realize that he he's allowed himself to be yes. killed, yeah, he, he killed on the planet, and then he so kills, then he kills, he kills the guys who are going to find him, and he kills Odin and takes over. I don't know if he kills him. I think he's a, they, yeah, they, they, he's, he replaces Odin. He's killed because Anthony Hopkins' contract ran out. He doesn't want to do any more. But they could always recast. He and then hid be him like, in Valhalla. He could hide him somewhere. No, there's yeah. an out. I mean, no, but he's still he's yeah. still the, the, the he's implication still is that over. he's killed the Asgardian soldiers who came to take his body. Yes. Because they were like, well, we can't find him. And Anthony Anthony Hopkins like, no, my character's dead because I'm not coming back. But it's also like, no, they recast you and come up with a different explanation later. If they really needed to, for now... There's so much makeup and the, stuff. And, he's yeah. usurped the throne, which yeah. is evil enough. Like, it, Okay, so what about Cross in Ant-Man? Where do you... He's a mustache twirler. He's funny, and he's good. He, like Again, well-acted. Mm -hmm. But he's also just like vague, like, shrinking technology. It doesn't work on... It doesn't work on people yet. You know, bizarre but sheep. So much of it is... But then it, but it also becomes like, dude, do you not realize how much money you could make? Like, yeah. what, like, just like, I'm going to sell it to generically evil bad guys because I'm but generically evil. But that's the evil. thing, is so his, I, but his motivation is money again. No, but they wrote so it off as like... Money. But, but that's, that's like, part of the problem. No, but so it's also like... motivation like, is money. No, but like, it's like, it's like, it's like, I want to make vague military contracts, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, why? When you have a shrinking device, you know how much money you could save the entire planet, you know shrinking food crops and being able to ship them around the globe. Well, see, like, and here's again, again there, there are so many applications for shrink ray there is that a, are not explored for the sake of like, I'm going to sell to Hydra, maybe, because I'm generic bad guy making money because I'm just another generic arms dealer bad guy. Like, well, in, and in, they wrote it, they, and in the movie, like my biggest gripe of the movie is they wrote it off as crazy, question mark? Because of exposure to yes. thin particles, but they never really dive into that as an explanation. He's gonna be there to like. There's another scene like, is he going there to kill Pim? How did he get into Pim's house? Did he shrink or did he just walk in the door? Like, yes. why would you even need to kill Pim? But to be fair on the the shrinking, the whole thing about the shrink ray stuff is that you know the scene where they show the miniature building, you know the the, the scale model. Yeah. The Zoolander okay. School. For the Zoolander School for <laughs> Ants. Um, they do there's an expanded scene for that which is on the the blu-ray dvd you know the digital which if you doesn't, if it's on a deleted scene it doesn't i know bridge. but it, it does where they where he's talking about shrinking things down where he can take a whole you know uh uh tanker truck that has you know that, that's full of you know different the, the, you know i've lost the names there, of it but there, yeah, there's there applications actual, for there it. are actual uses for shrink ray yes. but 
Because, he doesn't use it because he wants to sell it to the highest bidder. Right, but again, it's like it's like you have shrink ray. You're, you've cornered the market on shrink ray. What what the fuck you mean cornering the market on weapons applications for shrink ray? You can make there, there there are there is billions to make amongst so many smaller companies than just generically like imagine most, a world where Hydra pays. It's like it's like really. But that, in in reality, most companies, if they can get a military contract, yeah, I know they're set for yeah, but ever. They're, they're, yeah, but again, like it, the, they did the the deleted scene. It talks about the other applications yes. for shrink ray. But because it's deleted, it's not there. True. And, now, and my bigger issue is, is like, it's like, that, like the idea of using shrink ray for solely that is just so small mm-hmm. on the scale of like practical applications for shrink ray. Wait, I, you're saying the motivations for shrink ray are small? Yes. <laughs> God. And it, it just like it, it's one of those things like I've, I I like Ant Man as a movie, but it's also like. He's just so generic. Like I'm making weapons. Te- I'm making this technology to sell it as a weapon. Like I, I really? wish I could find the thing that was posted on Facebook when it when Ant Man came out. You there was did. a guy who just absolutely deconstructed and destroyed that film. And when you read it, you go, "Oh, <laughs> that's that's bad," because it basically says nothing in that film. If you if you apply any sense of common sense or reality to it, right, makes no sense whatsoever. It's. It, I want to find it. That's right. Yeah, for me, because for me, that's awesome. sort of like the motivations of of Cross are just so like generic. Like I'm going to sell two weapons, people. Why? Because he's crazy. But it's also well, well. Hank Pym didn't. Like, Hank Pym didn't respect me. He didn't make me. You know, he didn't matter. give me. Then you kill Hank Pym on your own time, yeah. and then you make a giant cow that can feed Texas. <laughs> like again, like the, the the thought. Like it's like. You're thinking small, Cross. Imagine a world where you could make one corn and grow it to the size of the Empire State Building and feed all of Africa. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, the shrink ray is the important part. And, and the embiggen ray. It does yeah, both. That's, that's the difference. It's, just, it's the, the Simpsons Halloween episode where they shrink, they shrink Lisa when she creates her own culture. Like, maybe big again. Well, that's some sort of, like, de-invigulator. That's impossible. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, because we he makes it, they make a giant ant on accident. And that's an ego. It's like, so it does both. That For all intents and purposes, technology does both, which is basically like, okay, that means you can use it for future characters later and whatnot. Now, one of the nice things that Ant-Man did do for their, their bonus features. And it's fun. But, I, yes. but for me, that's the thing. Is like, it's, like, it's like, dude, you're thinking small. If you're thinking weapons, like, imagine if you could... You know, shrink entire pallets of technology, like computers to kids in Asia. Like you can send a million computers over in a single shipment because you can, you can send shrink, a lake over. You can shrink, yes, exactly. You can you can shrink a lake's worth of water and then condense it and then rebiggen it back over. <laughs> rebiggen it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's just so for me. It's like it's like you're thinking small cross, and your out is crazy question mark. Is no. he crazy? I don't know. But one of the things... Go ahead. I was going to say, like, my problem with Cross is that he just doesn't... I guess I don't like him because it just, see, it just seems like he's just too petty, I guess. Right. Like, but he's very petty, yes. He, he's also, I, I, like, I know, like... He's like he Hank just, Pym. He's like classic Hank Pym in his own way. Like, he just didn't... I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like there. Like I'm gonna agree with you guys. Like, there were bigger things that he could. He could have yeah. done. There were bigger. There prob- There could. There was definitely a bigger. There could have been a bigger motivation. But there's it just a, kind yeah. of. It just kind of fell short for for me in that movie. That was like my. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So what you're saying is a lot of things in Ant Man were small. <laughs> well, and, it's, yeah. and, and but here's the thing: is like there it's is so the deleted tiny. scene where he explains like the applications for uh-huh. the shrinking technology. But then he goes like, like 
Yeah, but there's nothing stopping you from doing that. Other Again, there's nothing stopping him from pursuing those end goals, except for he's wacky. Yeah. He, like, he may or may not be insane. And it's like, that's a terrible explanation exactly. for why he doesn't do it. Well, I have to say, there's one of the things I do like about all of the Marvel films. with They're bonus features. Right. Um, they do a great job. And they don't count unless it's, you know, the, the you know, like the... The, the little, featurettes. The little featurettes. Yeah. And they did a good job. Ant-Man has a couple of them where they're like, the, the news reporter that was in, the blonde news reporter that was in Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Uh, I forget her character. Yeah, name. I remember she got cast. And yeah. I haven't seen all the deleted scenes yet, but I remember she got cast for that movie. They, they do a, they do a news article, but what the, uh, you know, like a, a, she's an anchorman at this point, and she's doing all, covering all these stories and everything, and then they get to the whole stuff about Scott Lang. But if you read across the bottom, the little ticker that goes across, there's things like, um, they're talking about Steve Rogers goes to attend a memorial uh, that's dedicated to him at you know a museum, you know the museum, which is yeah, which, which is, is cool. To... There's also um, about Sokovia stuff, and then there's like um, the Iron Man, the um, the Sentinel or the the AI robot Ultron pieces are being taken and they're being sold across you know to black market yeah. arms dealers, which and means things you like can that. bring back Ultron, if which you means they can bring yeah. So there's a lot of these little things that were going on that's like, this is cool. I, seeing that, to me, was more impressive than seeing deleted scenes. Because it, it does. It gives you those little Easter eggs that can nod into something bigger. Yeah, okay. So when I was looking through that, I was trying to find that article, but that sounds something different. Uh, Todd Vanderwerf on Vox.com. The title of it, what's, what's good about Ant-Man is so good, what's bad is so Marvel. But he <laughs> specifically talks about the villains. Uh, I just passed it. Uh, the bad guy is uh, bad. The bad guy is such a bore. Um, the problem is that Marvel doesn't really know how to write bad guys with credible motivations. Even its best villains, Robert Redford's character in Winter Soldier or Loki in the first Avengers film, have master plans that don't make much sense, and the studio is lousy at creating evil plots with that mesh with its villains as established. That's exactly what happens with Darren Cross, whose motivations could not be murkier, and whose grudges feel imported from a different movie we've never seen. I was like, That's a great way to say it. That is true. Dry expository style in which Marvel's movie Baddie Speaks probably an unfortunate leftover from comic-style storytelling, but sometimes feels as if it's reciting loaded, threat-heavy dialogue. It feels as if reciting loaded, threat-heavy dialogue is all Darren knows how to do. At least stole a tremendously talented actor stranded. Well, we've always talked about on this show that Marvel's villains, and this is one reason why I kind of wanted to do this episode now, was that Marvel's villains seem to fall flat. They're either not developed correctly, or they're misused, or, you know, in the case of and somebody like Ronan, so they're many, just out of character. So many of their villains, in terms of where they are in comic books, are so much more interesting. Right. Yes. It's also, it's also I mean, the look at, look at Let's look at a Marvel character that's in a non-Marvel film. Look at Magneto, both of these Brian Singer's original pieces mm -hmm. in X-Men and X-2 and X-3. Not so much with X-3, but especially in X-2. And also with... Um, first Class. With and, first Class yeah. and the way through... A great villain mm -hmm. who is very there's the, so much to him. There's so many nuances and, and pieces and and all of these things. You see him in X two fighting for the good guys to stop this, and then quickly turning Cerebro, this fake Cerebro, completely around mm -hmm. to use it to kill all the humans. Well, it's 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 the same thing, you know, he's kind the, of like Kilgrave though. But it's also no matter what good things you know, do. Interesting is that he's literally become. The monsters that tried to destroy him as a kid in the Holocaust, right? And he's completely blind to that, and that's what that makes him compelling because you can have characters, you know, like, especially a character like James McAvoy as Professor X, 
sort of being that like, what are you doing? But yeah, it's also it's no there's does at the end of Days of Future Past and you know it's just like you're just doing exactly what they think you're going to do. You know you're you're doing you're you're giving them exactly what it's that self fulfilling prophecy. It's like yeah. oh they think mutants are monsters and look at what you're doing. Yeah, and and he has done good things where you know he's the, the whole thing with JFK where he tries to stop it. He screws it up or whatever. But the the whole thing. But it's also no matter how what amount of good you do. It's still not going to change what has been ingrained into me, either by nature or nurture, and the fact that I have my self-fulfilling prophecy that I have to to get to, you know, and I know that I'm right with this, that, you know, the Loki scenario, you know, okay, yeah, I can help Thor out, but you know what, I'm going to help Thor out because it's going to get me to point B of my goal. Right, which he gets to in in Thor two, even though mm-hmm. Thor two is not a great movie, he eventually gets he get has that moment where he's like, I like helping this temporary alliance with my brother allows me to seize power while he's paying attention to the threat elsewhere. But also allows and, me to, and they didn't they didn't expound on that until the very end. Where no, you but have it also that you, you feel like in, in it, it that his motivation to at very least to try and stop Malekith is genuine because he doesn't want to see Earth destroyed. He wants to rule it. Right. right. So. This in this case, like I don't want to see Earth destroyed because I eventually want to rule this planet, and then somewhere in the middle realizes I got a chance to take over Asgard again because mm-hmm. I can just do this and then we do this. I mean, it's it's subtle and I, I wish like they would have. I wish they would have. Yeah, I would. I do like that. Would, like my big thing for Thor two is like a lot of that stuff is so interesting, but you have to sort of put the pieces together yourself. Kind of wish they would have taken the time to sort of do that tangent of him. It's like, well, how do you usurp the throne of Asgard while your brother's fighting? It's like, that would have made for a nice little, you know, Marvel mini-movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, you know... Because that's interesting. Like, Ooh. Thor fighting Malekith is just is just boring. Because but, Malekith is so undefined. It's like, it's like, no, but the cool thing going on over here is something you've completely ignored to get to that little after credit. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough piece to, to kind of do it that way. And that's, it, it's there's... Thor 2 ended up having so much going on for it, whereas the, the original Thor, part of the reason that's one of my favorites, is it's a very it's a very straight thoroughfare that has a lot of nuances and subtlety to it, but it is a very straightforward story. Yes, yeah, simple, it does, it's not... It's, it's a not simple, it's a simple story that isn't told simply. Mm-hmm. It's a simple story that's told very well, with great characters, great dialogue, great direction, great acting to me. And it makes for a very wonderful piece of filmmaking from start to finish. And there's very few that I find do that. Winter Soldier does the same thing to me for right. for that. I mean, those are two of my favorites. Avengers takes a couple of left turns in the middle because it doesn't. Some of the stuff in the middle just doesn't make any sense. Okay, so let's go around the table. Shauna, your favorite villains. Top. Oh. Let's go to top three because there's there's not that many that we can probably go down. Yeah. Okay, so the thing is, I ha- I still have a lot of catching up, a lot of catching up to do when it comes to movies. I haven't seen many movies, but um, I did like, I do I do like Magneto. Um, We're going with just Mar- with the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Oh, oops, I know we've talked sorry, a lot sorry. about Magneto. Sorry, yeah. Magneto, anyway. Sorry, like I know, like I'm. That's okay. Uh, Magneto's just good. Yeah. So. Okay, he's so he's, good that he's so you good. don't even know what's he, going on in the Marvel tra- He's in there. He transcended. He transcends it. Into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, let's see. Um. See, just go with the ones you've seen. I don't know. It's like I, I guess, like you know, um, Lo- um, Loki in the first in the first Thor movie was pretty was pretty was pretty neat. I like I like him there. Um, see, um, see, I um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, Ironmonger from Iron Man three too. I think it was 
Or number one. Number one. one. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm like, I'm confused. That's also Jeff Bridges, and Jeff Bridges Jeff is Bridges, awesome. Yes. Yes. Jeff Bridges is pretty, is pretty neat. Um, and, let's see. Sorry, I have not seen many. I have I just really even the TV shows, any, even the TV I, shows. I, I have not seen any of the TV shows. So. Ah. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have to. You guys are making me really want to watch all these TV <laughs> shows. Um, let's see. And I just, I haven't seen. I just haven't seen many movies. I can't really make. Well, a give sound. us one more. I can't make. I can't really make a sound judgment, honestly. Okay, so we have Loki and Ironmonger. Ironmonger. I, th- I think Shauna's third villain is the crunch of time, not being able to. Feel <laughs> yeah, like. Having a life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like having a soul-sucking job and not having... Um, <laughs> okay, Sebastian, I'll, I'll let you off the hook. I'll let you off the hook. Sebastian. Definitely Wilson Fisk, Aldridge Killian, and uh, for a third one, that's uh, it's tough because for every five, there's ten, and then mm-hmm. for every ten, there's twenty, so it's always hard to put lists together. Mm. Um, but for compelling, like I, re- I mean, I really, really liked... Uh, Really liked Purple Man. It was just like because he's a spooky bad guy. Yeah, he's really good. Which is kill Kilgrave for those. Of the, yeah, that, for Kilgrave, Purple Man. Uh, he's he's a spooky bad guy. He's really good. Um, it's just he's just really well acted. Yeah, but definitely Fisk is easily my number one. And Aldrich Killing is also again you know for as weird as that movie is, uh, the actor who plays him always his name always escapes me. Mm-hmm. He's not in a lot of movies. Guy Pierce. No, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Guy Ritchie's the director. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Pierce. Really, really good. Iron Man Three is directed by Guy Ritchie. Mortgage Bodley Barrett. What the hell are they saying? I don't understand. <laughs> and uh, I would I would say Robert Redford's character. Alexander Pierce. Yeah. Pierce is really yeah. good. But Pierce is also just like, like God damn Robert Redford. Like the moment like the moment the tables turn and. His his cleaning lady comes back into the house for herself and he, is like, I, it's like I tell uh, you, Sarah, I'll be I'll be completely. I honest. wish you knocked, and then he just I, shoots her. I bought him as the good guy until that scene. Yes, really? Yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like, because because they thinking, also don't show you who he's talking yeah, to. Yeah, I'm sort of like, okay, you know, he's not like the best of guys. There's probably something going on, but I didn't see him as being like the manipulator, the mastermind. And then it hits me, like, oh damn. And he's he's fantastic in that film too. Right, because well, I always remember the day that Darren came into the store and he said that he thought Robert Redford was terrible as that character. Really? really? Yep. And I nearly kicked him out. Like, get out! Of get my out of my store! Get out! Yeah, of it's my, funny my store because now get out. <laughs> because as always, it seems like every weekend Cap Two and Guardians of the Galaxy on, and I'm seeing no. Them both. It seems like it because you keep turning them on. <laughs> and when I turned it on to uh, Cap Two Saturday night, yeah, Saturday night because Sunday night was Guardians. Um, it started on you that scene. You have a TV, right? Yeah. You can watch TV. Yeah. You, you do realize there's you another movie. Yeah, there's another movie. Right? Anyway, so anyways, it was the part where he's at the uh, kitchen table. Yeah. Winter Soldier's at the kitchen table in the shadows. Because they don't do that turn until, like, they like who is he talking to? And it's like, oh, shit, it's the Winter Soldier. Well, when you What's first, going on? Yeah, you is, first he, is Pierce going to die yeah. here? Well, yeah, you, I mean, you can see it. Because he's sitting there, and he's sitting in the shadows. And you, you can kind of, you know, you see the gun on the table. Right, it's like, and oh shit, is Pierce gonna die here? Pierce then, is saying goodbye to the maid, you know, set it and up then really he's well at the refrigerator. Of it looking exactly like the scenes where the bad guy's there going, you need, you need to give me information, I'm gonna reach for this gun and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, and I don't get it. And then he turns and around and says, like, Do you want some you milk? Want, you want some milk? And I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> River runs through it. But it's also that, like, oh, you think, but you also get the feeling like maybe he's gonna be a little cool before he dies. He's got a level head. Exactly. He knows his moments up. He wants some milk. All right, let's do this before you blow my brains out. And then his cleaning lady walks back in the house and then he grabs the gun from the table and kills her. It's just like, oh, crap. <laughs> Ethan? 
Um, my top three. They got all these Iron Man because those are your three favorite films. <laughs> They're all Iron Man too. <laughs> no, uh, Fisk, Kilgrave, and Loki. I would say are my top three. Okay. So far, Loki's got two votes. And Kilgrave's got two. And fi- no, Fisk has got two. Yeah. Fisk got two. Well, wait. Your third, I, I, your third was Pierce. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pierce. Because I just so you said, you said uh, Fisk, Kilgrave, like my, my Fisk, Kilgrave and Well, and no, Fitt, my and number two be, uh, would be Alexander uh, Killian. Because just the, the home, oh, yeah, Killian. homegrown terrorism, all that stuff is like, that's so right. So then Kilgrave is your fourth? Would be my fourth. Yeah, because it's like, it's like that overachiever. <laughs> but no, it's just like the Aldridge Killian has got like that. Like this is like there's a lot to this that I wish you expounded on. He had, he had a good. That, if you're gonna remake a Marvel movie, yeah, there, that, there's genuine. Can, can there's we, like, can we remake our Iron Man? There's movie? genuine lack of serious? human. Like there's just general lack of human decency in. I tell like, you, I would have loved to see Iron Man three, written and directed by the team that did Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, by oh, the, the Russo the, brothers. The Russo brothers. Yeah. That but also was, written by all the people that they wrote. The Russo wrote it, the Russo wrote it, it and directed it. People also helped write it and yes. down the line. I would have loved to see that that team do that film rather than Shane Black. Hmm. Right, because and I like Shane Black movies, but they Iron Man. It wasn't Iron right for Green. Shane Black. Right. It's also it's 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 Robert Downey Jr. Yes. You're like you can't really make this into a serious film because you now have this character that's all crazy and he's got all the quips and you got to make sure they get those lines in there. But you had him with P- with PTSD that you could have Again, added some of that. I think, I think if somebody was who could do a that's why I'm saying I'd love take. to see if someone gives that that story. It says this is these are the elements we want. We want domestic terrorism. Want the Ten Rings. We want Iron Man to be really affected by the battle in New York. All of these things. Go do something with it. There's something underneath. What we see in Iron Man three that's really interesting, right, and really good, but instead we get all this crap with Pepper, and we get all this crap with Jet or with Rhodey, and we get a lot of quips and a lot of humor that doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. You get a a extremist thing that's told to a mass market audience that didn't know it existed very very early. And it's very hard to tell the extremist get, the whole thor- story of it. But it's not even the whole story of extremism. They, 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 they gave away the mystery. That's what it was. The mystery was given away so early. Look, that's true. All and of us at the table theory. would have watched it and go, I know what this is. I know what's going on. And it's kind of like the Bucky thing. And you have to they watch Cap. Yeah, you have to watch. You have to watch Iron Man solve a mystery that the answer was given to us for like an hour and a half. No, no. Right. And we, we when we first did the and review we, yeah, of that, one that. of our first shows, we talked about that. Was that was one of the things that I said is it's it lacks. It's a failure in writing and a failure in directing. That the scene at the Man's Chinese Theater doesn't go to a long shot when he opens the briefcase, right? And he just explodes. If he opens the briefcase and you go to a long shot and you see a huge explosion, as an audience, if you don't know the story of Extremis, you're sitting there. There's a bomb in the briefcase, right? Okay, so what's going on? And then the point in which Tony gets to see when, a, in the a, news like, truck. When he's a, in the news and truck, that, the truth is that's a simple edit to all they exactly. need to do mm-hmm. is it like you could have uh, you could have and there's fighting. no because of the rest of the, the way the film develops, there's no point in giving that to the audience because you don't see anything from the other side. Everything is from Iron Man's side for the most part. There's nothing compelling from the other side that makes you go, I'm glad I know that the soldiers are being infected. Like until you get to the part where he's being chased by the chick through the... Uh... Exactly. And that's where the reveal is. Right. That this is what's going on. And that's why it just... Iron Man is a very interesting movie 
that should have been much, much better. Yes. And Iron Man 2, you're talking about maybe one or two cuts. This is it. It's not even one or two cuts. It's not one or two cuts. There's a lot more to it. It has to be a different tone of a film. Because I think that film is a tone of going, we we have a star in Robert Downey Jr. Everybody loves the way he portrays Iron Man. They've changed every other incarnation of Iron Man that has ever existed since then. Yes. To match what, what Robert Downey Jr. does, we're making a Robert Downey Jr. film that has some other pieces in it. Did you like the interaction with the kid? Not really. Dude. I would have liked... The, was it uh, contrived? No. No, I don't think it was contrived, but my I remember when I watched it with uh, Travis, not Travis Jones, other Travis, mm-hmm. who pops in and out. It was one of those things where like, we were sitting watching the movie, because me, me and him both saw the movie after the theaters, and we're like, this isn't as terrible as everybody says it is, but I remember we were both sort of chatting, it's like, is the little kid in Tony's head from the PTSD, or is that a real little kid? That would have been, been interesting. And, oh, that would have been and really that's what, good. And then it was like, oh, he ends up being a real kid because he gives him the gifts at the end. But I would have liked, like, man, if that was like supposed to be like because little then, Tony. Because then, again, the failure of writing. If that is the nuance that you give to something that, to me, feels like Robert, da- Robert wanted to be out of the suit for most of the film. Yes. So let's make up the story where he's in a Christmas sweater for a lot of it. And well, he has to be in a Christmas sweater. It's a Shane Black movie. Yeah, um, most movies are Christmas most movies. Are Christmas movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, he loves this time of year. Then it's something very interesting that comes out of you. You serve both purposes. You have something that's very interesting to the character, interesting to the story of the film, interesting to what's going on. But you also get all the scenes that you want in mm-hmm. which Tony acts, you know, aloof and kind of crazy and uh, and funny, funny, funny. You have all of that together. But you, you didn't go for it. Instead, you just like, no, no, no. It's got to be much more straightforward. Iron Man 3 that is way too straightforward. so much more interesting. Because the ending is terrible. Yes. It's horrendous. It was like... It's everything between the president and and Pepper and... Well, I think what that what the Iron Legion needed was a better build-up to it. Yeah. And because it's not because like it's a really well shot sequence, it's really well paced. There's not a lot of confusion to the sequence of itself because that's something that mm, I have to watch it again because I actually disagree. With you. Yeah, but I, I don't but think it's, I don't... it's not a scene that really gets away from you. It's it's very concise and like the direct objectives I would, I, like Rhodey's thought... going to get the president and Tony's going to fight to save Pepper, and then the suits are doing their own thing. There's not a lot of. Like, wait, what's Tony doing now? It's kind of, it's very clear. Oh, I can see from there. I, I mean, it, it, was, it, was it, it, it had a nice pace to it, yeah. Right. It was too much to it. The problem with that last scene is also that it's a complete, it's, again. Selling toys? Was, no, it's not. No, because they didn't sell any of those toys. They made more, they made more figures of suits that didn't exist on screen for Iron Man 2 than they ever did for Iron Man 3. Yeah, well, Sideshow's been selling that. Yeah, Hot, Toy, Hot right. Toys is making Yeah, Hot Toys is making, making money. Whatever that other company was that made, made like almost every suit. The problem with that scene again, you no, Rhodey, uh, you can't wear the suit. Nobody else can wear the suit. By the way, the president's in the suit. My girlfriend's in the suit. <laughs> Sorry, well, Rhodey. The implica- well, the implication is that the you can't make the, pre- the suit work. The, the president is trapped. The the, the, the suit the, when he's in the war machine suit is that the president's just trapped in the suit like an Iron Maiden. Right, but because it's just that but because, Pepper does fire the repulsor. Right, that's the only which, thing that which you can it, do. Yeah. Which is like, oh wait, and so it's only sequence to Tony and Pepper now. Right, and it's also one of those things where it's like, there's no reason for her to be able to fire it. Yes. She could have just kicked the little rocket and have it explode without the need of the repulsor. She just puts it on her arm, which is right. whatever. It's the way to say, look, we can have, you know, it's Pepper. No one can Exactly, it's totally for rescue. No one can steal my suit anymore. Yeah. And even when, you know, even when 
there in the mansion. It's not, you could argue, it's not really Pepper using the suit, it's him controlling it with mind control. Right, and I was going to bring yeah. that up, but yeah, and you're that's right. Like the problem with the Iron Legion but they don't is, explain is the that. attack on the Malibu house, you're like, well, why doesn't he just have the Iron Legion show up there? Right. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it's too much, and but you they don't... don't hold on until the end exactly. of the Exactly, and that's right. the problem. It's so much of the movie is contrived, yes. to me, to fit an agenda that you put out. For yeah, it, there's a lot of specific scenes that and they want to And it's not good to. enough to me to forgive it, because you could probably say that about every film, and you're like, well, I enjoyed that film, so... Right. Yeah. Okay, so Chris, obviously Loki's your number one. Loki, um, Pierce, and Wilson Fisk. Hmm. If we're going to take the, the TV series. Well, I'm going to say Malekith. Lo- <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, if we're doing that, I'm taking Grant. <laughs> Uh, Ronan. Uh, I'm taking Grant. I was going to say Malekith, Ronan. I'm taking, I'm taking Grant, Ronan, and the writers of Iron Man 2 and 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> those, are, those are the true villains. Yeah. Um, and whoever uh, started feeding Gary Shanley donuts. See, I got, uh, that man looks like he eats bees. <laughs> what? <laughs> eats bees? See, I, I was going to, I was going to, I was going to throw. I said, that, I said that, like, Gary Shanley <laughs> looks like he started swallowing bees and they stung him from the inside. <laughs> And so everything just got huge because his his neck he does not he does not carry his weight well. He, no. he, 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 so I was yes. going to add Stillwell and uh, Shandling's character into those baddies, but they're just you know they're obviously pawns. So this is this is young Gary Shandling, Shannon. Right. He looks normal. The Gary Shandling show, Shannon. I'm going to find Gary Where's Shandling. Post B? <laughs> yeah, Where's I'm trying to find. Pot? Just go to Cap Two pictures. B digestion. Um, I guess my top three would be, uh, because I, I always had Red Skull in my top three. That's not... It would be Rogue, oh, there we go. That's Rogue, Cap Rogue. 2 Gary Shandling. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, my God. He just looks like he, he eats bees. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've got to say... Okay, that is, that is, that is going to set the day after Botox. Oh, God. Like that is his no, face. That's getting Eyes are being swallowed up the by set. the bee stings. And yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's having an allergic reaction and... They have just make up to his face. So, and my even, top even three. Like, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He can't talk anymore because. <laughs> that was a great impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your tie. I like your tie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to my limousine now. My back hurts. My back hurts because she's a 22 year old. <laughs> I had I had a show on HBO. Do you think? Do you think people noticed? Do you think <laughs> I had a show on HBO before? Uh, Hail Hydra! Hail Hydra! <laughs> Which sparked a whole. I, I, I could even. How many memes do you think there were actually done for that Hail Hydra? I don't know. Many. I made like seven of them. Too many. <laughs> that, the meme went from good to dank. Oh, is it? <laughs> I got I got into it early. So anytime there were one to dank. The, 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 Yoda, the Yoda and Luke on Dagobah and the uh, uh, Prince William and, and Princess Catherine on the balcony after their wedding. It was, it, was, it was funny for maybe five or six image macros. Then it became and then it became everywhere. then it became a meme, and then it just went to dank, and <laughs> it was too much. Okay, so I would have to say mine are Pierce, Kilgrave, and Loki. Yeah. So yes, so Loki, Pierce, and well, Kilgrave, the three out of five. Yeah. So. Those would be the top three. Then Loki would be probably the collector number one. Is not one of your favorite villains. I don't consider the collector a villain. Wait, the collector—he—he's—he's he's an opportunist. He's not a villain. Yes, I guess he was going to give the gem to Thanos. Possibly was the possibly, but but you also have to remember at the end of Thor two, they take him 
or the he's gonna ether. use it for his own ends because he's like, oh, that's he's like that's three. But no. but with the collector, most of you know, I have three of them. I can make my own Howard the Duck movie. Yeah, <laughs> but even looking, even look at the comic book, the comic, the collector was never working with Thanos. Right. He was he was he was. He's very ambiguous. Yes. He's very ambiguous. I mean, but he, he, he wants to collect it. He, he's like all of us that, you know, we hoard things. We collect our toys. Right. He, he, he's, but he's also... He's the audience. Yeah, but he's like... But he also, like, very nefarious when he wants them all. It's like, he's gonna... Why don't you put the whole damn world in a bottle, collector? Yes. Which is basically what I expected to happen. But, you know, he... he well, I mean, because, you know, they obviously wouldn't have taken the ether Or the Asgardians wouldn't have taken the ether to him... If they would have thought that you know he would automatically give it to Thanos, which he obviously they, didn't. They, well, they, so far, no, well, he's collecting them. They, they, they also That's don't. That's the best one. Yeah, that <laughs> the, is the best one. The Bert and Ernie. Oh, hi, Bert. Okay, so we're already starting to run long, which Why we're going to do. Walking. cookies in the bed. <laughs> what? Did you go to Bill Cosby? <laughs> You keep eating the cookies in the bed, and then I give you. That's <laughs> why I had to give you the cookies. There's the Family Guy thing with Bert and Ernie on, like uh, it's like some cop drama. <laughs> You're shooting again, Bert. <laughs> I, I saw an article. Cookies in the bed. I saw an article that was from uh, like BET or something on on Facebook the other day about Charlie Sheen can have sex with all these women and not tell them that he has HIV and still have his shows on the air. But Bill Cosby had allegedly sex with, you know, these women 20, 30, 40 years ago and his all of a sudden his, all of his stuff got pulled. Oh, there's going to be a shitstorm. Um, there's going to be a shitstorm. There was coming. a difference. He raped those chicks? Allegedly. Well, there is a difference, but also withholding that information of yeah. having HIV is a crime. Yes. And, it's a, it, I mean, he and now that that's somebody. now that that's out, I guarantee you there there is a legion of lawyers looking for all these women who they're going. Oh, to... Oh yeah, they already started. Yeah, they're going yeah. to put that man in prison. And what, what's what's her face? Did it? And the fact that the fact that like the the, the like I, I can't say because I don't know if Two and a Half Men is still on the air it somewhere is. in like Ukraine. No, it's on the air here. Uh, and also uh, that show that show. Will Anger coming, management. That that show will be coming off the air soon. I, am, I guarantee I am, it. Ukraine. Um, okay, so young Rick looked at the first. Oh, season. Yeah. oh my god! Speaking of Rick and The Walking Dead, what? A, there you go, Ethan. Make your subway. So sub, make your subway. Subway. <laughs> Jared. Wow. Make your segway. Of people who do things illegally. <laughs> um, wow. So, uh, yeah, why mid- haven't they taken Subway off there? <laughs> I don't. Why, why are you talking you to me for? Commercial. We at Subway are really, <laughs> really, really sorry. Is that the, like, like the BP guy? Sorry. We're sorry that $5 footlongs mean something totally different now. <laughs> oh, In God. Jared's world. Uh, so, The Walking like Dead. Said, Jared, Jared started his career trying to get into smaller pants and ended his career <laughs> trying to get into smaller pants. Wow. So anyways, <laughs> Walking Dead mid-season oh, finale happened last night. <laughs> I'm trying to get away from it. No, we're going to hell for the one where I did the Indian voice for the whole <laughs> we were all We were all destined for hell long before today. <laughs> That's true. We wear mixed uh, My mixed rocket fabrics. sled to hell was already reserved. It's just waiting for me to die. Ethan's rocket, rocket sled to hell was uh, was already in, or, or in motion once he met me. 
Was already in orbit? It was in motion. Is hell in space now? Yes. Space hell. Space hell. Space hell. Sci-Fi Channel, I got an idea for you. It's called Space Hell. Space Hell. We want to get on this train. You know Sci-Fi Channel's already done that. And it stars Dean Cain. No. No. Casper Van. No. Dean Cain. Casper Van Dean. He's married to royalty. He doesn't have to act in anything anymore. Dude, he was in... Alan Tunick's con man. He he just played a bartender. Didn't I, say I didn't have any lines again, or anything. He doesn't have to do anything. He's married. He's married to like a duchess or something. Yeah. And it's like it's like yeah, you could you can be a bartender in con man and just have nobody say anything and it's just hilarious. <laughs> so it's Casper Van Dien. The only thing anybody knows that man for is Tarkin Troopers. He was he was that kamikaze. He was had uh, one of the small boots. Well, yeah, I yeah. remember seeing him like one year at Comic Con. Like we were in line for like the, the it was like one of, I think like maybe last year we actually stayed for the matter of fact. It was right when we ran into you, and he was he was walking down the hallway, and it's just like a line of like three or four thousand nerds, like you know, like just shouting quotes from Starship Troopers, <laughs> and like it's like Rico's Roughnecks, you know, and just like. <laughs> The only good bug is a dead bug, and he just looked like he was. He just looked. Why so did I do another wait, movie? I'm, wait, I'm, wait, I'm very terrible with names. Who was he in Star Trek? He was. He was Johnny Rico. Johnny Rico. He was. He was. He was. Oh, he was okay. Mr. He was, yeah, he was one of the ten completely wooden people that were in <laughs> him and put him and Denise Richards in a room and try to act out of that. Speaking of which, did you see where uh, uh, Daisy Ridley said that J.J. Abrams told her that her acting during uh, The Force Awakens was very wooden? Well, then she fits in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> so, Walking Dead season mid season. <laughs> Walking Dead mid season finale Deep happened last fresh. night. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For full, we should say for a full review of the show, <laughs> check out the Walking Dead cast uh, we did last night. But I wanted to get your guys' opinion of the show. I know Sebastian, you and Shauna haven't so seen it. Yet. I've, I've, been, ca- I've been catching in and out for the season. I'm. I'm you're not going to Subway anymore? I'm not going to Subway anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a Jersey Mike's man. <laughs> you're a, you're a Togo's? Togo's. You are Jersey son. Mike's. Oh, and by the way, Chris, thank you for getting me addicted to Jersey Mike's. I can't go back to Subway now. <laughs> I get you addicted to Jersey Mike's? When, you're, when, you're, when you had like a bunch of sandwiches at Earth 2 once and then you're like, you're like, uh, you're like here, come have the sandwich. It's okay, Shawnee, you're too old for Subway anyway. Yeah, I am. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what brought happened? you by brought to you by Quiznos. <laughs> what happens if Mike or the entire state of Jersey gets gets arrested for child pornography? It either becomes just Mike or Jersey's. No Jersey. <laughs> Jersey's got enough shit already. <laughs> <laughs> they got a they got a horrible governor. They, they already they, they already have a bad rap. <laughs> they got child they pornography. Bring that on. We we got we got Snooky. We got we got some Snooky. Let's leave JY. We will we will we will persevere. One of the best SNL. Let's, let's, let's leave New Jersey out of this. They should have done in the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Walking Dead mid season finale. Yeah, it happened. Did you, were you fulfilled? Did you, no. did you feel like me where you felt like you're getting a blowjob and she just walked away towards the end? Uh, the end of that? I'm just waiting for Jeffrey Dean Morgan ever since they announced him. So I'm just like, all right, I got, I got season six to look forward to. Uh, let's see. So her kids are crazy again. Yes. Both of them. There's a lot of coral. Coral. Poor coral. You have something that should, should be an action sequence and it isn't. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot going on. The only, to me, compelling thing is Morgan and um, Carol. Carol. 
Because I found that fairly interesting, although you knew how it was going to end. Yes. So, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of... Why Shop and text me, he's like, uh, so is that the most ho-hum of all the mid-season finales that you've seen? Yep. Yeah, kind of, because it's a lot of people, it's a lot of, you know, locked room scenarios. We're in, we're in a house, and, and we're waiting. And, to oh, me, you know. it looked like they got to the, there's a certain point in the comic book that happens that's like right at, immediately after this. And it looked to me like when they got to this part in the script, they went, oh, look, we're looking at the comic book. Oh, we, if we turn this page, oh, we can't do this yet. No, we can't. That's an interesting. I don't know. Which would have been have, a perfect mid-season finale. I have not. I've not seen. Uh, I haven't seen the mid-series, but I can't count. But I can all. But for me, like from just television viewership standpoint, Walking Dead's the biggest show on planet Earth. I don't mm-hmm. think they need a cliffhanger mid-season finale anymore, or at all. It's just people. People already know to come back to Walking Dead. Well, so that's the thing is, I don't think it's a cliffhanger thing. But if you're selling that you're going to be off the air for six months, this isn't a great episode to walk away from. Right. Because mm-hmm. if if you're not going to give me a cliffhanger, give me a resolution. Yes. And there's no resolution in okay. this. That's what I'm saying. It's, well, it's a thing. cliffhanger in just the sense of either something shocking has to happen or you give me a resolution of something. And what we've said for a while is it kind of feels like the mid-season and the end of season have been flipped for the last couple of years. Where you're like, well, the prison thing was a mid-season finale with a resolution of all of them leaving the prison. The prison gets attacked and mm-hmm. then the rocker's there and everybody leaves. That's your mid-season finale. You're like... Okay, and then your end of season finale is when they're stuck in the train car. Like this doesn't, this isn't a season. You know, it's kind of they're just like, who cares? We're doing eight episodes at a time or whatever they're doing, right. and we're calling that a half of a season because we don't want to be, you know, we want the one like the first season's only six episodes. Uh, I, I don't know. It just to me that this mid season finale, you know, it, it didn't make me want the show to be back tomorrow it's like you know what i can wait See, till it, february it did for me because i'm just basically saying that that doesn't fulfill one no no I, I mean it should there should be it feels like there should be one more episode before the mid-season that's what i'm saying that would be the it, mid-season finale it may, if you're talking about does it make me think that there should be an, an episode next week yes yes and that's so what it, i said last it, night it's like do what i we were talking to... about that last night is what we we're saying you know that it's it's similar to the way that season four ended and season five started that first episode of season five should have been the season finale for four because it wraps up that story. Was Terminus. Season, it was a, yeah, it was they Terminus. left Terminus. They, they said, Carol saves them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just like that should have been season. Yeah, four I mean, I'm, I'm watching and this and going, there's nothing. Nothing is resolved. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in it because I think you have to have either a resolution where you're satisfied. And saying, okay, I, I can't wait for the next season because I want to see what's next after we, we now like wrapped up whatever sort of stories we have here. Right. But there's still a lot going on. Or you have a cliffhanger. That's what makes you go, oh, my God, I, can't, I, I have to wait six months for this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, I have to wait six months just to find out if they can get off the porch. Yeah. You see, know, it's like, you know. And like I, when I like, look at it, you, you kind of, mom, mom. well, we know that kid's going to die. Right. Because he's an idiot. And then every, all hell's going to break loose and everybody runs around and. To me, if they would have ended it with Carl getting shot in the eye, and he says, Dad, and you see him fall, and that's where it ended for the mid-season, you would be going, oh my God, what's, you know, what, did Carl die? Yeah, so you know? I don't think they're ever going to shoot up Carl die. 
That's just, what Ethan it's, thinks. It's just too much. It's too much. It's like the same reason that you can't take Rick's hand on TV. Yeah. Well, you can with this because it's an eye. You put a patch over. You put a bandage over. Right, it's, it's well, but not, it's also it's mutilating a child. It, 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 I know not so much that, but it's also the idea of like the makeup applications alone. Not only sort of that, but that. look how much makeup they use for. But that's, that's but, different. But, but they don't have zombies any, different than your yeah. one of your main characters. Right. Again, the reason why you can't take Rick's hand is because the actor needs to act with that hand and do things. Well, right. Well, that's what Robert Kirkman, Kirkman said. said. One thing he could have changed with his comic book, he wouldn't have taken Rick's hand. Yeah. Right. Because, because he, he, had to, he still writes things and like shit. He doesn't have a left hand. Yeah. Right. He's like he, he's he's talking about how he's trying to have Rick button up his shirt and he goes, oh fuck, I can't even do that. Or open a right. can of soup or something. You know. Right. And it's the thing. It's like like I can I can see them wounding Carl. But nothing that is a, nothing that is a disfigurement. Well, I'm not talking the way they, the way they did it in the book. Obviously, is they ripped off basically half his yeah, head. half his head. He's got a giant. It's hole not. In his I'm head. not. I'm not saying it's going to be like that. You're going to. They'll do the eye, but it won't be to the extreme that they did in the book. You'll have him with one eye because because when it gets later on with the Negan stuff, it becomes something important. Well, also, you have to think even with the eye patch. David Morrissey said so many times that how difficult it was for him to act because he, he has his eye Yeah, you lose depth perception. It's hard for the actor to give a great performance. Well, it's little, I mean, Carl, as little Horrible. as Carl is in it, you know, especially you're, you're, this season. You're asking him, you're asking an actor to act with an eye patch for God knows how many more seasons. Yes. It's not like doing a movie. No, that's true. I get that. I just, but I, look, I just think they're not going to do it. Then last night, once they, they strapped the Judith to him, I was like, okay, they're not going to do the eye. They're going to kill Judith. But it's also the same. I mean, but it's also the same thing when uh, when they took Herschel's leg in the show. Just how much you have to work around that. He, that the actor is lucky because he only had something like six episodes or something left. Yeah. Well, he did a season. Or he, did and a half. season? He, he did. He did a while. Okay. Yeah, it was it was almost but, two seasons with it. Okay. Yeah, but he was also. Doing but it literally movie. becomes a crutch. Right in the show because it becomes so hard to write. No, but also for like Herschel's character, he was an old man. What is he doing? He's right, just he's sitting not... around doing nothing anyway. Right, and it's can... not like he's running around. Getting... Him sitting in a rocking well, chair is easier to digitally remove than like if you take Rick's hand. I was like, well, now he can't shoot a gun. Right. And well, I mean, yeah. it, it was obvious. He can't shoot a gun anyway. <laughs> um, still, look, I love that revolver, but that's the most impractical piece of shit you have in a zombie. He's, he's running go. away from thirty guys. You should go and flip. You got six One shots. handed, you're not hitting anything. No. I'm sorry. I know it's like that's with a, a 45. No, with anything. One handed, there's nobody. When he's teaching him, he's like, you know, just just point it like this. No, not with one hand. But it what looks cool. Exactly, and it, it allows you to run. These and guys should go steal some P90s and uh, and just <laughs> have at it. it. Takes nine millimeter rounds, and they hold like a hundred of them. So, so I mean. Like I, I felt, and I, I, it seems to be going around the internet today, everybody felt let down. Like, there was a build-up to nothing. What was I say? Let down? It's just, it was just, they felt unsatisfied. You have something where you have That's what I said. You have a blowjob, and she walks away before you finish. So, you have this idea that this community that you've been following for a year has been completely invaded. And the last time you invaded it... You had an episode that's all action. It's all them running yes. around and trying to get away from them and killing people and people getting killed. And now you have all these zombies and it's everyone's in a room. Mm-hmm. Rick and with the, some it. of the most inept people that there are in the building. Rick's, Rick's in, the, in, with in a room with some people. Of Carl and Michonne. Rick's in with some people. The nurse is in with the, the, the wolf. Again, Carol and, and Morgan being the only kind of interesting 
thing is their philosophies of it really shows the dichotomy of their philosophies mm-hmm. and who's right and who's wrong and all that. the Glenn stuff with Enid is kind of tired now too it's like we get it you know you want to survive she doesn't whatever. she's definitely fulfilling the Sophia role in the book now but it just kind of just takes a little it's just whatever so I mean it, it's not one of those things where when you saw this last night you 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 went okay I know there's not another episode so you know what? I can wait till February. It's not a big deal. I've got other things that are going to preoccupy my time. I'm not where I, I need this to come I'm back. Someone that isn't that Walking Dead obsessed either. Like I'm basically watching them. But as a show, night. if this was Justified, you weren't waiting for Justified to finish up. If if it left off with this show like this, I mean, an well, episode like this. Justified didn't. Justified had season arcs. Right. But what I'm, I'm saying never... is, I'm, I'm I'm using I'm trying to I'm trying to put it in a. a a perspective that you would you know you would go yes there's I've got I know this show is going to be gone for four months or whatever it is I need to have it come back I can't wait that four months I want to know what happens where now you watch this one you went well it's not the same thing because when February gets here it'll get here Justified didn't do that I, well I understand I'm just trying to but that's the thing it's it's that's the point is that Justified didn't they do really it really had any season no they did I'm, I'm just I'm just saying hypothetically. If Justified did an episode like right. this, how would you what, that, take that? That whole point is moot. Okay, so if Gotham... Because they didn't do it. That's what I I'm saying. I would be watching Gotham. The way <laughs> that Justified set itself I, up... I was trying to find a as, show that he's shut up, passionate about. ...was as a single season. That's right. like, there's a reason I'm passionate about it, because it is better done yes. to me than Walking Dead, because they set it up as... We're going to do a season. We're going to start in January. We're going to end in June or whatever. Yeah, right. Mid-seasons are all and, just and mid-season was you have a, an extra week or two weeks mm-hmm. rather than we only have enough money to shoot six episodes or whatever, and then we got to give all these guys time. Whatever it is that gives Walking Dead the, the the impetus to break in these seasons, if you're going to do that, you have to do it in a different way, right? Than what you're doing in in regular television. Right. You know, so your mid-season is really a season in there. I mean, like we said, these, all these little things are seasons. Yes. They're, they're, yeah, you're correct. It's not, you know, you're, you're talking now, what, each what one we, of them is eight episodes. Right. But even then, like, what are we really talking about in a season? What, how do we define a season? Do we find it as a season by what they tell us is a season? Or do we define season by time? Do we find season as, like, what makes up a season? If a show is gone for more than six weeks... Shouldn't that be a season? Should that be that that's not a season? If a show's on for however long it's on, and then it just disappears for six weeks, and then it comes back, whatever it was on was a season, whatever it was in the other way. It would be like South Park saying that seasons 9, 10, and 11 are actually one season, even though there's a year between each episode. Well, that's why, that's why like the BBC, or in Great Britain, they consider them series. You don't have a season. You have... You know, if, even if they take a break in the middle of that, you have a series, and then you have another series. So you'd have well, a, this would be series six. That's, that's coming that's, back no, in February that's, that's would be series seven. That's just defining it differently. It's the same word that means it's a different word. But you don't have a, you know, it's not considered one whole series or a season. It's because you're you're defining it differently. That's what I'm saying. It's what do you define this as a season? What we used to define a season as October to May. Yes. You started in the fall. You ended at the end of spring. That was a season. And you had time off you for you Christmas time, and you whatever. You had all the stuff in between, and, and you had repeats and whatever. Yeah. Like, what makes up a season? We remember when we, the first time we looked at like the GI Joe DVD. Season one is 183 episodes. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. What yeah, the yeah. hell is this? And it's a whole bunch of years. It's just that's what they considered a season because they were all in constant production. Correct. For that amount of time, that's what they defined as a season. 
These are all in concurrent production. Right. Well, they considered the season dead. was a whole year. Well, it wasn't even because a whole it was year. a cartoon. It was, already, it was, but it's also they've already filmed all of this season of The Walking Dead. It's just for some reason TV has shifted away from showing every episode concurrently. Concurrent, yes. To just like for some reason we're stopping in the middle of it to give people a. a two or three month break. Which what is, they ended up doing with S.H.I.E.L.D. last year because the year before, the season before, was we have two weeks on, we have a week off. We have four right. weeks on, we have three weeks off. We have a week, then we have two repeats. And then they were using the Young Justice schedule. Yeah, last year, they did 11 episodes, eight weeks for, or six weeks or eight weeks or whatever for mm-hmm. Agent Carter, and then 11 weeks straight. But now, you're saying, you took two months off where right. you didn't even have repeats showing. You just took two months off. Do we define that now as two different seasons? It's just... Like, what constitutes a season and what constitutes what? What constitutes a season is what they're telling us is a season. Yes. But by definition, if we're not, don't think of it as a season or whatever, there's a big chunk of time between these episodes, and there shouldn't be, because there's no reason to have this be the last episode of anything before you take a hiatus. Correct. That's, that's the problem. And I think that many of the Walking Dead fans feel the same way. There's there there is that sense of there's still going to be eighteen million people that watch the season five. <clears throat> but I, I heard a, I heard a couple of people talking. One I don't I don't remember which morning show it was, but they were like, "Oh my god, last night it was so intense, so exciting. I just I it was so great. I can't wait for this show to come back and everything." I'm like, "Because they're paid to say that." Did they watch the same one that I watched? Well, intensity is different for different people. It's the only part that really. I sat there and goes, I'm, I'm not going to fast forward through was everything that was happening between Morgan and Carol. Yes. Everything else I kind of took or left. Also, remember, God bless Chris Hardwick, but Chris Hardwick's not going to do Talking Dead and be like, dude, what the fuck was that? that yeah. I would have I would have loved it, especially since he had Kirkman there. I would have loved to see him. I'm not going to say that. And it's like that's the thing is we all start to have to say. I'd love to also know how involved Kirkman actually is. Right. The way that he's the way they three books. Right, but the books. way they they talk to him is like it makes it sound like he is involved in the day to day. I see Kirkman really as more of a consultant than. Well, he's more of what George producer. Lucas is right well, now. Well, he's yeah. probably more of an executive producer, in which everything is ran by him. Exactly. He still has some say as to whether he, he goes yeah, in it or no. not. But would this work in the universe? He's, uh, hell, he's, yes, he's got a hell of no. a lot more say in it than you know what's his face has in Game of Thrones because he doesn't care. Right. You know, I'm sure there's things that they bring to him to go. Can we do this yet? And he's like, No. Ooh, that know. works. I'm, I I really don't know. I can don't we know. say this? No, because I'm going to. do I don't that. know how much he has in terms of what's been developed. But even what, listening what, to him last night, I mean, if, it you watch that, like... if you watch that first season, it's totally different. Right. It's obviously different because it doesn't end with Shane getting his head blown off. But now it's 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 following it more and more closely. Oh yeah. Well, that first season was such an anomaly. I mean, like, Grant, well, we have to finish it. Granted, there are, you know, changes of maybe it's not, you know, Andrea doing this and it's Carol doing it instead or whatever or a new character. Make him into a total pussy. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it is taking it and, you know, they are following the linear storyline of the book. So, I don't know. I just don't I just, know why they changed the kid's name from Carl to Quarrel. <laughs> Quarrel. <laughs> Every, you know, it's funny is everybody, even even Kirkman was on Talking <laughs> Dead last night, and he was talking, which is funny because we were talking about this last night too. Is no one refers to him as Robert? You know, like they had James, uh, uh, Jason, Jason Alexander. Alexander on there, and he's like, you know, we'll be right back with Jason. How do you have Jason Alexander on there? It's I don't know because they always try to get some Jerry. We also, but I think they also have like uh, from what I've seen for the Talking Dead too. They just try and get fans of yes. Walking Dead to go yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And if Jason Alexander's there, why not? But he's like, we'll be back with Jason Kirkman and I forget the other name, Tova. Tova, yeah, who was the actress who plays Deanna. Uh, but he's like, every time, it's always Kirkman, Kirkman, Kirkman. And I'm like, 
<laughs> I wonder if everybody just calls him now Kirkman. Uh, did it? Did they show her on the 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 cut or whatever? Because you know they don't show them when they die. Because it's like, oh wait, look, now you always tell who died. It's a surprise show, guest. Right? They always say it's a yeah, surprise guest. Surprise guest. Who's now that's how die? you know somebody's gonna die in the episode. It's like when we got a surprise cast member. It's like, oh, someone's dying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running towards the zombies. Um, so, let's wrap things up on that note. Um, well, I mean, I don't know, because Sebastian and Sean haven't seen it, but do we want to talk about the little extra scene that was shown? That's fine. I'm, I'm not... He already knows. He already, he just mentioned it a minute ago. Yeah. That they, was, they had the first announcement of Negan. Basically, yeah. But they also announced it on oh, no, the internet. Yeah, like, no, it, within the show content. No. Oh, okay. There's actually oh, is that the into the Badlands? Oh, okay. There's a group oh, okay. of uh, motorcycles that basically block the road where Daryl, Abraham, and Sasha are driving up to. Okay. And this, this so is that from is that's from the next episode though, right? That's from the next yeah. episode. Okay. Well, can, and Jeffrey D. Morgan also said he would probably make an appearance this season. Yeah. Well, so which is, I don't understand the how next that episodes is this season. <laughs> I mean, because they already they. I don't think he... Ethan made a good point about this last night because I was like, well, they made the announcement of Jeffrey Dean Anderson being... Morgan. Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, you're trying to make MacGyver into... <laughs> yes, I am. Dean Anderson. Richard Dean... No, they, they, well, they made the announcement uh, of the casting of Negan this year. Or they made the announcement of casting of Negan back, what, November? Or early November, or late October. Yeah, was, okay, yeah. Back in November. We're in November. Well, it's oh, the end of November. Any, so anyways... Um, Somebody said something bad about MacGyver. <laughs> um, so they had already filmed the show. Ethan said... Ethan made a good point last night. Is you know they Like they did with Michonne at the end of season two. Where they show just the, the blade and from below, you know, you don't see the actual... The full yeah. character. You may <laughs> see the bat. Right, that's exactly... But you saw her in the hood. You just didn't see yeah. her face. You didn't oh, say no, who it was. It's not the same actress, yeah. basically, right. and it's just somebody who they put in as a Which they could do the same thing at the end of the season, of right. this season. Which I, th- I said... Well, no, but Sebastian's something. right. The second half of the season's already shot. It's the, the, whole, the whole thing was shot but back six thing. months ago. As they could, mean, for the last episode, for the last episode of season six, they could easily have an actor who is dressed in jeans and a leather jacket. Right. See him from behind. And he's like... Drops the bat or puts the bat over his shoulder or something. Well, if you already say anything, it's just that imagery. That's Negan. Or they already cast him and they just now released the information. Well, no, well, they, no it's, it's entirely they, possible well, that they that they that they no, did exactly like that from Michonne. Because he never said he no, was no. making it. I think he said like Negan, Negan may, may have committed. So that's the thing is they probably shot that shot. You know of Negan's reveal without showing his face, and then boom, you got Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You, you make show the bat. Yeah. 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 Because that's all you need to show. You just need to show that's Lucille. Yeah, you've got you have a scene from the his wife. The first of the next eight episodes or six episodes, whatever the hell it is, eight with him in it. He's, he's not, no, no, he's not in it. They just make the his 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 guys and uh, now so yeah. everything that you own, everything that you are belongs. Is hard face Daryl gonna be in the group? The, the, you mean uh, the Daryl of two universes? Are we gonna get crossbow guy from the comics? Yes, they were, he's guy? already been in it. 
Okay. They already they already let that their AMC let that slip. Okay, so so it's gonna be Scarface Daryl versus regular Daryl. We yeah. should get the same the, actor um, to play both characters and just throw people. That'd on. be funny. You know the two the the two people that Daryl meets that steal the bike. Yeah. And steal it. That's uh, okay. Dwight. That's Dwight. Dwight. Okay, so it's not him. Daryl. Not the actor. They should have gotten him to mm-hmm. play both characters. But yeah, basically, you know. This... So we got to see Dwight before he gets back to Negan and. Okay. Yeah. Now we know why he gets the scar and everything like so that. So basically, this scene was just the group, the group walking the road, just basically yeah, with a, a nice long monologue by those guy who was basically saying anything that's in that truck, the gas, the cream corn, anything in your pockets, the, the yeah. napkins that you have for an emergency, blah blah blah. That all belongs to Negan, and that's how they ended. Okay. Basically, and uh, so then that was the, then that was their mid season finale. Well, no, because that was in it was in the middle of in the Badlands. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was the teaser well, for next season. That's the problem. Yeah. Yes. It's in the middle of the end of the Flatlands. Yes. Well, that, how else are they going to get you to watch that show? Just put the scene at the end of it. <laughs> so, so why wouldn't you just wait to the end of the show? And just I, I started watching it in the Badlands. The problem with it is the main character's acting is horrendously bad. Is it? Oh, my God. I mean, I know he's supposed to be fairly stoic and what have you, but whole. Oh. Okay, so on that note, let's wrap things up. Uh... Please, you know, as, as Ethan told everybody last night, make sure you comment. If you have anything to say about The Walking Dead or your pick, Anderson being in The Walking Dead. <laughs> your pick of Marvel villains, and who do you think? If you think we're just totally full of shit as far as who we think are good Marvel villains, and if you think Ronan is the best Marvel villain, well, give us a reason don't, why. Don't encourage that. Then it'll be like YouTube, and comments. we will tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> And then uh, make sure you leave us a comment on Facebook.com back, or slash Nerdables. I, I was doing very good about that for a few weeks. We're also on Twitter, at Nerdables Show. Check out www.nerdables.com. And, or leave us a comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any of the other places that we are able to be listening to. We need people to talk to us. We I'm want so to... Ronry. <laughs> so Ronry. Why so... is everyone so stupid? <laughs> So for Chris, <laughs> Ethan, Sebastian, Shauna, Arabella, are you going to tell them bye? Bye. Bye.